0: Hey, everybody, this is Eric Stahl. I'm Gabe Casey.
1: And I'm Daryl Scott. Welcome to the Auto Podcast that didn't find the cats on the last show. Thanks, Regan. We
0: will find them tonight, though. On this episode of Throwing Wrenches, we're talking kegs and cats, Rivian and Amazon. What's going on? Elon's building utopia in
2: Texas. All that and more on Throwing Wrenches.
0: I'm not done. Gabe's got the funky bass tonight. Good job,
2: Gabe. Drop that funky beat.
0: Yeah. Was that the special edition? I don't think it was. No, I don't think it was. It, no. it was no uh, me, myself, and I, but right. that's okay. I, you I didn't, didn't you feel did like a
2: woman when that came on. So. No, oh. there was no Shania. That was, yeah, that was the
0: basic. Oh, well, that's all right. We need to do a custom theme show for every episode. I think we do. Think. Hey, everybody, welcome to Throne Wrenches podcast. Again, uh, I'm Eric. And if you want to join in the fun of the show, as I always say, send us an email at info at com or post a review on iTunes. Daryl, mm. are there any reviews on iTunes this week? I checked. We're still holding at 34. <sighs> so no new reviews, but that's fine. You know, we'll, we're very pleased. I mean, the last episode, somebody sold their soul and got <laughs> and signed up to an iTunes account, even though they're like an Android user.
1: We Yeah, and we had to pay them a lot of money. Yeah. A lot of, like $6,000, I think. Yeah. But that's fine. We, we have the budget.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Budget. Thanks to the Patreon subscribers. Thank you all so much. Hey, if you don't know my co-host, Daryl Scott, well... It was about this time last year that he swore that that 55 Cadillac he picked up, you know, the one he got on the cheap at that auction. Uh He was going to have it ready as a roller for the June Cars and Coffee, the second one of the year of 2022. Well, maybe he meant June of 2023. You know, as the great Diana Ross once sang, you can't hurry love. She may have also been singing about Daryl Scott's love for his Brontosaurus GM as well. (laughs) That's
1: a good descriptor. Thank you. That's very kind. Brontosaurus. It could have
0: been Phil Collins. He
1: sang it as well. He did. That cover is terrible, though.
0: No, I like it.
1: Really? Yeah. I bet you like Dancing in the Streets by David <laughs> Bowie. <laughs> That's one of the worst covers ever. <laughs> that is so, and Mick Jagger It's a little homerotic for my taste. So. Okay. Yeah. Just right.
0: a little, though. <laughs> just, just well, to... now that we're
2: done with old guy, old music talk, <laughs> if you don't know Eric Stahl, he's the one who keeps the local Toyota service department humming like a sewing machine. Mm-hmm. Some famous people use sewing machines to create masterpieces each day, so it might be fair to call him... The Calvin Klein of Camrys, or the John Vavartos of Venzas, or the Tim Gunn of Toyotas. Whatever you call him, I call him the one, the only, the fashionable, Eric Stahl.
0: Hmm. I haven't been called fashionable since I was a, a teen when I wear my Ocean Pacific wear before it was owned by Walmart. <laughs> Are those Bugle Boy jeans <laughs> you're wearing? Exactly.
2: I like your armadillo hat. Thank I, you.
0: That's nice. That is cool. Yeah. The Red Dirt Racing
1: Team. That's pretty, is that a real team?
2: No, it's uh, it's uh, red dirt. <laughs> it's from Halliburton
0: team. No, red dirt's some kind of a Southern Illinois or like uh, mid south thing. I don't know. It, I like uh, it. Picked up at a hat shop or a boot shop down in Marion. Thank you. While well, you were doing the boot
1: scooting boogie, yeah. Uh, and for those of you who recognize, you know, one of the other voices on the uh, on the panel here today, well, you might recognize Mr. Gabe Casey. What do you, Gabe and Lou Reed have in common? It could be their love for Honda scooters but I think they both have an affection for their conies. Lou's was Coney Island. Gabe's is a Coney micro truck from Japan. Maybe he will have that Coney running soon so that it doesn't find himself hitchhiking across the way in the USA or somewhere across Taswell County. He is Mr. Gabe Casey, Coney aficionado.
2: Oh, thank you. One think- of like 43 in that world. Seriously.
0: <laughs> give you credit for the read because you had to read that one. Without knowing it at all, so good job.
1: Yeah, I went in there blind, but that's fine. That's that's uh, that's how I go into most rooms because uh, I can't see out of my glasses <laughs> anymore. Uh, and kudos to Gabe too. You actually got that thing. We'll get we'll get into projects, but the last couple updates I've gotten on that, uh, there's some progress in the case. Well, of it's garage. been a
2: while, so I've got like a big projects upgrade. It's, been a yeah. while.
1: Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. Um, speaking of things that have been hanging on for a while one of our longest our, our, our longest sponsor
0: ever right yes a glorious sponsor forts toyota pekin we appreciate their support over the years Fort toyota is a new and used car toyota dealership in north pekin illinois as we said in the pre-show they're not 10 minutes from everywhere they're 15 minutes from anywhere in the tri-county area so if you find yourself in low point washburn you find yourself in dunlap get on down to north north pekin forts toyota you can find them on the web, though, if you don't want to make that 15-minute drive at wwwtoyota peacon There you'll find all the new inventory that's rolling in daily. And you'll also find our online scheduler, so you can schedule some of that fantastic service that Gabe maybe alluded to. But there will be no knitting, no fresh clothing, no, no garb that I'll be handing you. Because I do not sew. I don't know where that came from. So,
2: right. oh, He might give you a Hot Wheel, though, which is pretty that's cool.
0: That's true. If you bring a kid in, Annalisa will hand you a Hot Wheel car. Get a free cup of fresh ground coffee. Get a free alignment check. Get a Hot Wheel car. We got it all for you, all for free. I there always
2: is. bring one of my kids when I go see Eric. Just yeah, so he get that Hot Wheel. And then he goes, what'd, you, then get, then what'd I, you get? Then and then he it. hands
0: him like a terrible card and says, daddy, will trade you.
2: Actually, the last time I was in, I took some of my own Toyota Hot Wheels and I swapped he them did. out for some of yours. Did, <laughs> and did and you seriously? Yes. And he
0: did it legit. He told Annalise, like, I'll give you two of these for one of those, knowing that you know he was kind of scamming the system no 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 what did you what did you get i
2: had some like tundras or whatever They're,
0: you wanted the did you want the tacoma is that what it was uh
2: there was a land cruiser okay. i didn't have so. <laughs> the red kroger one. well the problem is i can't buy any of them because eric stall goes to the kroger and the walmart and he buys everything and if he doesn't get it an off-road guy goes and buys all the off-road vehicles and i get nothing
1: there's so. also a uh let's let's just say a uh a friend of the show who also supplies Eric from time to time with some some wonderful Toyota Matchbox and Hot Wheels And cars. generally
0: speaking, that that guy who has a... Whoa, whoa. whoa, whoa. Sorry, that was a microphone pour. Yeah. No, it's good. <laughs> um, he, he, I mean, it's Supra and some other stuff, but this last time you sent me a picture, he, he hit like the mother load of Toyota Hot Wheels. I mean, there's yeah. some FJ40s, and there was a bunch of stuff. I'm like... Uh, yep. I may have to like throw him a $20 bill because
1: that's some good stuff yeah yeah we can PayPal him some some, yeah. some cash uh, shout out to Andrew uh, my good friend Andrew who is uh, always down for the hunt of that stuff and it wasn't until he started <laughs> buying and he like hey your buddy you know he he does the Hot Wheels at the dealer right and it yeah. gives them to kids I'm like yeah he's like here's a bunch he might like and after like six months of that I'm like I'm going to the grocery store now. Like, I'm like a little yeah, kid. Yeah, you are.
0: You're like, there's an AMC <laughs> spirit wagon. And it's like, like that's yeah. the worst Hot Wheel in the world. But Daryl Scott zooms yeah. in on that one.
1: Yeah, it's to the point now where Sarah's just like, just put it in the cart. But you can pick out, like, three. Yeah.
3: <laughs>
2: She's totally like, regressed. Mom, 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 mom can I get the You can have three. And that's it. That's
0: right. Dude, at Hy-Vee, there's still a buck. I mean, what can you buy Whoa. for a buck anymore? That's crazy. Yeah,
1: I think Schnucks is like a buck 15 or something. Yeah. They're a buck yeah.
2: 25 at uh, Kroger.
1: Yeah.
0: But no, hy Why
2: do we all them. know the Hot Wheels price? That's sad. I mean, we are sad. A table full of man
0: children. So sad. Fine. Hey, everybody. I don't know if anybody uh, signed up for the iTunes Premium because I did not check. But uh, you can also find those pre-shows that we put on the Patreon feed on iTunes Premium. And uh, they're pretty great. I've got to be honest with you. This last one, sometimes I think, and some people have said it, they said it out loud and I'll say it. I'll repeat it. Yeah. I've said it. The pre-show might be better than the regular show. Sometimes. Sometimes.
1: Sometimes. What about tonight? Was tonight's... I mean, on a I scale all, of 1 to 10.
0: I don't know. I, I probably had one of the best laughs I've had in a year. Yeah? Yeah, earlier. I don't remember what we were, were talking about, but I laughed so hard.
1: We talked about colonoscopies. We talked about the Oscars. We Will
0: talked Ferrell?
2: Ab- He's funny. Yeah, Maybe yeah that was him. funny. Well, yeah.
1: We nah, talked I'm about
0: peak not. in history and soap. We talked a lot about soap, <laughs> which is so, weird. So if you want to get involved with that and have a lot of fun, you can just hop on the Patreon feed. It's at patreon.com. Look up Throwing Wrenches. You can also find the link on our website at thrownwrenches.com. But you can also go to iTunes and you subscribe to the premium feed, for just two ninety nine a month, you get your hands on those pre shows. They're pretty fun.
2: Wait, so it's cheaper than Patreon?
0: Well, you're not getting the swag. I'm not sending you. Yep. Oh, okay, you just okay. get the shows. i was just curious. Yeah, yeah. You don't
1: get the bar of soap or the. Air soap, <laughs> you, know?
2: you don't have to bite the soap if you go through iTunes. <laughs> or t-
1: or the T shirt that Eric is still uh, in production with.
2: Yeah, four <laughs> episodes of Send us your Sh- sizes and uh, TBD. I
0: don't, and, and, and honestly, I don't have everybody's sizes. I still don't. That's what's holding him up, people. Pretty much. I don't have. I need a spreadsheet with everybody's size and I don't. And I, I know that if I bought like 10 3XLs, I'd probably get rid of all those, from what I can tell from everybody. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> Some assumptions <laughs> on our demographic. I know Don lost a little weight, but uh, he's, As he's, he's, he's definitely a 2XL. So.
1: Well, the other thing, too, it takes you a long time to macrame those T-shirts. <laughs> uh, I know it you does. make those here in the basement. Um, we're not calling it a sweatshop, tim, are Timmy hair. No,
0: because it's is cool. It's not Timmy hair. It's
2: cool enough you won't sweat in here. It's not a sweatshop. Actually, Dave right. was
0: saying if I were to, to hide the cat upstairs, you know, if I were to, like, tan and let that hide, we could make sure it's out of her, right?
2: You should make a shirt out of that cat. That would be the best use for that. Yeah. <laughs> they call it Satan for a reason folks. Yes. yes. And. Lucifer is what oh. we call her. <laughs> Clever.
0: Anyway. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for not reviewing everybody. You know, there's uh it's 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 so hard. I understand, you know, you probably have to open your phone up, go to the podcast app and maybe just hit like and then oh, just write like I like this podcast or something like that Oh, it reminds me of, of my dad and his his younger brother, you know, that's talking about old Daryl and young Eric or something mm-hmm, like that. But mm-hmm. you could say anything. You could say, you know, I think uh, the, the one guy with the glasses seems really stodgy. I, I think the other guy seems young, hip and cool. <laughs> you, you can say he, whatever you want. feels he like
2: wants. this is on yeah, video. Yeah. Like people don't know what you look he's, like. <laughs> he's playing to
0: the camera right now. No. He actually
2: just did a cut take. He's <laughs> like, I'm on this and I'm going to there.
1: <laughs> camera one, camera two. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's funny. Uh, I, I <laughs> There were some subtle digs in there, but I like it. I'm going to roll with it. He
2: called you older. <laughs>
0: he did. No, he's younger than me. It's obvious he's younger than
1: me. Well, younger yeah. way younger
2: honestly if we did a lineup i don't know it might be close <laughs> eric's already
1: eric's already had a colonoscopy it's fine <laughs> we know how old <laughs> hey, he and you hey, know all about it if you're on our pre- patreon listening yeah, yeah. yes yeah. yes yes it's good and also <laughs> highly recommend everyone get one because <laughs> of a certain
0: age it's yeah, just good to absolutely and oh. I, I mean colon health is important i'm gonna tell you once yeah. it's cleaned out, I mean, you eat well for two days. It's you nice. do. It but on nice.
2: ways to not sell a pre-show, tune in to hear about Eric's, Eric's colonoscopy. <laughs> we'll probably get
0: five new <laughs> listeners because of this one. All right.
2: We'll get,
1: <laughs> get 15 new Patreon supporters. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, let's talk about projects, please. Projects. Please.
0: Uh, okay, so remember on the last episode when Regan was there and we didn't uh, talk about what we were supposed to talk about, uh, I said Little Mule might have blown the clutch. I smell I thought I smelled clutch. I was out there Yeah, you were and,
1: talking about the the big tires and wheels that are the, on it. It was a little bit too much yeah, for it. Yeah, so it I was
0: on a little bit of an incline and, and it really like dug in like it wasn't going to move and I'm like, "Oh my god, I smoked the clutch. I've smelled that before." But little
1: mule, it, by the way, ninety six Tacoma, short bed, four wheel drive, stick shift, stick shift, with a two
0: point seven liter four cylinder, great oh, work truck. I work
2: have course. used it to pick up many bikes. Go on, yeah, and, I, and it's
0: strictly a work truck. It's nothing pretty. It's an ugly little rusty truck, but it's fun and it's purposeful, and I I love having it around the farm. Well, I was moving a bunch of sticks out to the burn pile in the front pasture. Mm. That's what we do out here in the farm, <laughs> and uh, and as I'm coming up the incline, it got, it got a little heavy, and I'm like. Given a gasp, it wasn't moving. And I smelled a burnt smell. I'm like, God bless it. This is, you know, <laughs> I love the truck, but come on, I spent $2,000 on it. You know, how much do I want to keep spending on it? So I got back up front and I, I saw there was something hanging underneath, and it's a fuel tank strap hanging down there. Uh, like, ugh, okay, so I got to fix that too. So I got a ratchet strap, I climbed under there. Did dude, it right. Dude, dude, dude I'm <laughs> telling you <laughs> what, if you want rust in your face, you climb uh-huh. under a Toyota truck You know that's got a fuel tank strap that's broken from rust. Been there. And then just kind of start fastening and trying to find a hook spot while you get your face down there real close. And you'll you'll come out with all new freckles all over your face. It's called that glitter. Yeah. <laughs> it's factory. It's factory. <laughs> but uh, got it tightened up. But what I saw was that the, that fuel tank strap on the front strap, has it has a rubber liner on the inside of it. And it had that was what had wrapped itself around the drive shaft. It wasn't mm. actually the clutch that had smoked. It was the rubber anti squeak. Yes, and, <laughs> and you could see on the drive shaft where it actually that fuel tank strap had wrapped around it. That's... So I mean, it, to, it wouldn't take much, honestly, on a, on a drive shaft on a small truck like that to wrap on there for the whole truck to feel like something was going wrong, right? Yeah.
1: Have you seen the videos of people that have run over like pieces of fence? Or like chain link, or oh uh, yeah, that's
0: a great fear of me. And it goes
1: yeah. right around the drive shaft, yeah. and it's like I don't want to touch this. Yeah. There's no way a, a technician would want anything to do with this. No, it
0: just starts snipping. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I mean, that was the good news, and I was I was pretty thrilled when I got to work. I'm like, all right, that's cool. I think that was my problem. I got so thanks to you and Regan on the uh, Facebook Messenger sending me links to Rock Auto. Oh, got, cool. I, Toyota, Did you get Toyota? Yeah, Toyota didn't have the front. I don't think they had the front strap anymore. They had the rear. I mean, I want to replace them both, regardless. So sure. I got on Rock Auto. I got a set of two of them. Cool. And they look actually, they look maybe better than the ones that were on there to, to get go. So um, the, I have those at the store right now, getting get ready to put them on. But in the meantime, the power steering is still screwing up in this thing. I've I've taken. What's it doing? Well, it howls and screams until mm. you get to the locks. Have yeah. you noticed that when you drive it? Yeah.
2: Remember when I texted uh, after or, I drove or, it?
0: Or it warms up after a while and then it starts working fine. Mm-hmm. So the pump is howling. Mm-hmm. We replaced the pump with a new Napa pump. And uh, it was six months ago. I didn't drive the thing hardly for six months. I get back out, and I'm like, you know what? It's still howling. I'm taking it in for this fuel tank strap anyway. So I took it in. Like, oh, needs another pump. Okay, that's fine. Well, you've had the pump over six months, so parts covered, but labor isn't. Oh, whatever. Just get, just get a pump for it. Yeah. And uh, come to find out, well, that didn't fix it either. We put another pump on there. Still howling when it sits out there and it's cold. So really? So it could be the rack. I've never seen a rack constrict. I could see maybe a line, but the lines look okay, but but I will tell you this, the power steering fluid reservoir, the, the little mesh screen at the bottom of it, mm-hmm. was like caked with almost like dirt. I don't even know what the heck would have been in this thing. Like the cap was off and somebody... Well. The
1: rubbers, the seals inside the rack itself are gone, most you think? likely.
0: Yeah. And okay. what
1: happens is that, uh, <laughs> as a GM apologist yeah. who has dealt with front-wheel drive GM cars with... Uh, GM called it morning sickness. <laughs> that's cute. That's not offensive. And, yeah. But they actually called it that in their service bulletins and stuff in the 80s, uh, if you look at old Chevy Citations and whatnot. Um, that's typically what happens is those seals inside the racco, and then all the rubber pieces get disintegrated with the fluid, and then it clogs up the pump. And it's a stuff pushes past those seals. It makes it harder until it gets to a certain point. Yeah. You can play around with that Lucas stop leak and conditioner. I'll just
0: replace the rack. I don't have a problem with it. Throw a rack in it. Now the problem I'm having right now is like, I'll do this, I'll do that, I'll do another rack. And honestly, you can't buy a little Toyota truck for less than seven or eight grand anyway. So me picking that thing up for two grand a couple years ago, it's probably been a year and a half, two years now.
2: Oh, or at least yeah. yeah. I, I, I
0: still think I'm money ahead if I throw a rack in it. So
1: yeah, because you could get it running and presentable and yeah. throw it out there for sale for four grand, someone would buy. Yeah, but Best ultimately,
0: thing. I think even for the summertime, I think I'll take the big tires off. I like the big tires in, in the winter, you know, on the slush and in the the sloppy yard. Mm-hmm. But I'm honest, honestly, ready to get the pizza cutters back on it. I think the truck drives so much better. You know that than driving it. it yeah, wobbles.
2: that's the problem. When you put any type of like bigger tire and rim on a vehicle, yeah. you just you lose what it was created for, right? It's yeah. like taking like a burger at a, a, a place, and yeah. you're like, I want to take off these three toppings. Well, that's not really how we designed it, right? It's yeah. not going to taste the same. It's not going to drive the that's same. That's a bad analogy too. No, it you're isn't. the you're the
0: king of bad analogies.
2: All right, All right. it's
1: Hate a me. it's a Big Mac, but I'm going to take the middle bun off.
0: Yeah, I don't well, want the special a, sauce. It's not. A, then it's a double but I'd be exciting yeah, See, to be a good analogy, the burger would have to have like an extra patty or something to be like. Super big and so much meat that you think it's better you're, with more. You're meat? not
2: using it as intended. You're not putting the things on it as intended, and so it doesn't meet the original. But specs. I'm over.
0: I'm over adding. You're you know, over
2: engineering it. Yeah, you're throwing yes. more meat and more, more, <laughs> more bread on the big right. mac get out of here all right i'm done maybe i'm hungry (laughs) i
0: think you are i think think you should should stop by a burger (laughs) king so so that's all that's going on in my world right now uh and then the pre-show we talked about my debacle with the uh the the windshield on the prius i'm driving at the dealership uh for my for my memphis travels that was fun so but we won't get into all that
2: but you don't have to fix it so
0: well we did like personally
2: you don't have to fix it well, I mean, you're not going to be out there putting a new windshield in with your own. No, experience. no, okay. but I,
0: I can tell you this so I mean, th- that leads to a whole conversation. It'd almost be worthy of a show talking about auto glass. People have no idea. When I was talking to my daughter at the time about the cost of that auto glass, yeah, 2022 Prius Prime, not that it matters if it's a prime or not, but between the lane departure, the auto uh, moisture sensor, and I'm trying to think what else is up there, there's like three sensors.
1: That are built into the glass, yeah. Okay,
0: yeah, and they're all fastened on there. They all have their own little brackets to hold them in place. Well, the glass—if you go with a non-factor glass—you you can't be assured that those sensors are going to fit properly. The density or the thickness of the glass—you may get errors. I've seen that on a 4 runner replacement last year, which blew my mind.
1: You get we errors did, on the on yeah, the on the car yeah, itself, yeah, you know, yeah,
0: like... yeah. Couldn't couldn't see through that non-factor yeah. glass, and I am like, seriously, you know, these companies that are sending out the glass dust can't engineer it properly. So, by the time you do that, and now we have to recalibrate those those cameras mm-hmm. and we have to make sure that all the codes are out you know for anything else there's four hundred dollars in charges there You could literally have fifteen hundred to two thousand dollar windshield replacements now yeah, in a windshield and and people have no they this is like an iceberg that's coming, mm-hmm. and people have no clue once their insurance policy starts showing up, or they trying to do a claim and it 's a windshield for two grand yeah. What is that all about? I could get it for one hundred fifty dollars five years ago.
1: Yeah, that's five years ago.
0: You're right. You could
1: also. The, I, I will say this as a, as a habitual person who needs windshield replacements, yeah. <laughs> get glass coverage in your insurance, whatever it costs. And I don't
0: normally do it because I normally could get a glass. Yeah. All, all my old cars from the '90s need a hundred dollar glass. I mean, <laughs> seriously, I get away with murder. But we lost the best times. Yeah, they were. <laughs>
1: I looked back the other day because we were talking about windshield replacements and stuff like that. And I'm like, oh, I, I went to that Glass America place when I had in the Suburban. I had a 94 Suburban. And had and it was a big crack across the field of vision. And it was to the point where, like, my parents would come down and they'd be like, you really need to get this fixed. And, like, they, they kind of hounded – my dad hounded me about it quite a bit. And I'm like, okay, fine. So I did. And it was like, it was like 230 bucks. And it was amazing. And I'm like, this is cheap. But my parents have a 2018 Explorer. Same thing. It's got all the – bells and whistles and sensors and whatever they got a rock chip coming back from Florida a year ago and they got it replaced and it was I think it was a thousand bucks yeah a little over a thousand and they had to the shop had to calibrate stuff and they had to go back to the dealer like it was a whole thing and I'm like, well that's new, but that's what's happening
0: that's and the, what's o- happening. the other scam I've run into now is uh, local glass places will replace the glass and then they'll charge the programming fee, but then they don't program
1: so you pay for it and the stuff still errors out?
0: Well, who knows if the camera's in or out, you know, on the lane departure. If, if you're not getting a warning light on the dash, you know, and you're driving the car, they can just say, oh, well, it probably didn't move at all. We, we didn't we didn't touch it, so we just uh-huh. put it back in place so it doesn't need calibrated. So they're collecting that $400 and stick it in their pocket. But there's a liability there if yeah. something were to happen. you know, So if you're a glass guy who's pocketing that money from the insurance company and you're not programming those cars...
1: That's, you're going straight to hell. I would, what, I, yeah, <laughs> that, I would think so. It's, it's but it's, there is it's just like when people mess with things on the interior of the car. Uh, I've seen detail videos where people will remove the seats to steam clean the carpet. And they're like, okay, if you're a detail shop, you will, you shouldn't take the seats out because are you torquing them to spec? Is that if somebody gets in a wreck and a car that was freshly detailed or whatever, and you had the seats out. Who's to say you knew how to put everything back yeah, with the airbags true, and the true, stuff like yeah. that? So, like, there's this whole thing with like culpability, liability, responsibility, and then also just doing a job thoroughly. That it's it's like uncharted territory. Whereas like 50 years ago, someone's like, oh yeah, I put a windshield in my '62 yeah. Buick. It's no problem. Went
2: down to Home Depot, got the caulk, got
1: the urethane, <laughs> and we're good to go. Yeah, I we mean, s-
2: we skipped over this in the pre-show, but Daryl had an article, I think Daryl, called hmm. "The Future Sucks." And that's what this reminds me of. It's like, look how complicated everything's got. It's convoluted. It's expensive. And it's like, I just want a windshield. And how often do people get a rock chip? It's like, maybe you can't get it filled and it'll annoy you to death. Do I want to spend two grand to get a new windshield? No.
1: Right. And some level, too, depending on how bad the, the crack and stuff is, that's a safety hazard in and of itself. Yeah. Because what are the, I mean, your airbags thing i mean things that work against having a good piece of glass in there yeah. at some level if you have got spider webs and cracks from a, a rock chip 3 years ago and you're still driving the thing around that's not really you know as as uh, what do you call it the integrity is gone on the windshield
0: now so. what about also like the insurability cost of, of like say you had a 15 forerunner versus a 17 forerunner and they, all those features went in there and the 17 do mm-hmm. you have any of that stuff on the 15 essentially the same truck but you would th- what's the desirability factor one and then does this affect resale value that you have that more expensive and and, and all that extra stuff in there right i don't know there's... so
2: what's what's the uh, diesel conditioner people have to put in dpf or dfp or def def to yeah. so that that's going to be the windshields might be the new def yeah
0: it You're might right. be the new yeah.
2: i want a pre new you know new class windshield yeah. where yeah. i can just throw in a piece of glass and not have to worry yeah. about it yeah that the, might auto, be a thing. the auto
0: brake i mean i do like auto braking in some ways there's been a couple times where I'm coming to a stop, and somebody did something stupid in the car, like took care of it. I, I don't know because you that, weren't paying attention. I don't to know take that I wouldn't have yourself. stopped, <laughs> but it was it was nice <laughs> to to know that that car was ready to hop in there to help out. Yeah, I could, that's one feature I like. The lane departure to me seems like overkill. I've never needed lane departure for me to drive, and if I use lane departure, it literally was for the time. I think I maybe even talked about this in the last show or two shows ago, where I had something in the passenger seat cup mm. holder. Across the car, <laughs> and I knew if I set the lane feature on, I could like reach over casually. <laughs> and get, so and, this this is and the pick problem. Pick up your bugs. bag of combos. Yeah. So so, yeah. so I mean yeah, but you're right. This enables me to be distracted or doing something in the car foolish that I wouldn't have been doing but, normally. But here's
2: the deal: we can all drive cars yeah. without any of these features. Yes, this is not for us. This is for the newer generation. True. That doesn't get the time behind the seat. That there's more traffic. Everything's more hectic. Life's more fast paced now. Like. It's not for us. We shouldn't have to deal with it. I don't know the
1: don't tech know. that's built in there is It's just rain sensing wipers. That's because people drive around. <laughs> but in I a didn't know storm. to turn on my those wipers when around, there was.
0: Those have been around for twenty them. years though. That's a luxury feature. that has been on BMWs and stuff since it has. the nineties, right? right? No, that's
1: yeah. it's, that's true. Yeah. But now it's ubiquitous. I mean, you could probably find a Nissan Versa with yes. it in there. Yes. You know, so. It's it's fun to see that. Same with tire pressure sensors; those Ugh, are now a thing, nightmare. and everybody complains about that—the added cost, the added whatever. Oh, I mean, I, I I'm not just spending a thousand bucks on tires. I got to buy TPS rebuild kits and seals and this and that, and they're only good for five
0: years. Yeah, this sucks. Yeah, or backup monitors that are on every <laughs> bumper. You have a beautiful chrome bumper with like four extra drilled holes in it.
2: That's because you can't be trusted to test your tire pressure every three to six months. Because yeah, people are not do doing it. it. Yeah. 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 It's not for us, though, but brave new world.
1: Good thing we're normal. We're, we're yeah. fine. Oh, oh, we're totally normal. We're totally fine.
2: All right, so that's Let's enough. Let's get on to more projects. That's, that's <laughs>
0: enough not about my projects. Daryl, what's going on up in the auto mall? Oh, I'm sorry. <clears throat> yeah. Scott Auto Museum of North Peoria. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Uh,
1: not quite an LLC yet, but... Uh, or if <laughs>
2: I'll get it filed. get off you. my back. Appreciate that.
1: Um, no, just planning for spring. Um, it's hard to believe it's already... We're into March. We're into mid-March at this point. And starting to see some of the schedules for summer shows and things. Dick's list, yeah, Dick's list is our local one. And then, how about the nudist show? Are
0: you going to that one? No,
1: no. A lot of car enthusiasts what? have noticed that it's been making the rounds on social
0: media. There's a, <laughs> a there's a naked car show up in Wisconsin, and, and cars are not naked. Like
2: you got to strip the paint. Yeah, no, you have to go, you
0: have to go to the uh, clubhouse. And get your your pass and strip uh, your clothes off and then pull up and park your car. Can um, you sit in your car and just be naked, or do you have to be maybe out in a, on a? You're
1: asking me like, <laughs> like I've been there. Well, you
0: knew about it. It's a okay. thing.
1: I knew about. Here's oh my gosh, I have to explain. <laughs> Sorry to interrupt the project. Only no, it's fine. The only reason I know about it is when mm. I was a kid. <laughs> this I sounds used, even worse.
2: Yeah, I nowhere to, to go. To from really here. Want, I
0: talked Dad into it every year. He wouldn't go.
1: No, we had a guy in the neighborhood I grew up in who collected Edsel's. And this is going to probably out him because there's only like a handful of people that really These collect that These are the people in the neighborhood. He was a cool guy, eccentric. He used to have a car show in his in his uh, house, and like everybody would come over. A big barbecue it was great. It was no, it was clothed. <laughs> it was clothed. This is a family show, um, and I'll keep it PG here. But um, he was an eccentric guy. Him and his wife, super cool, right? I'm in college. Sarah, my now wife, then girlfriend, we were sitting in my dorm room after dinner one night watching The Daily Show with Craig Kilborn. Oh, I love Craig Do you Kilborn. remember that? Yes, this, he was how the best. Yeah. This, is, this, is, this is probably like 97, 98, something like that, whenever it was. And they're doing the little interstitial segments, and they're like, so-and-so, it might have been Ed Helms or like Steve Colbert or, or Carell, one of those early yeah. correspondents that are now f- more famous than Craig Kilborn." <laughs> they're like, hey, we're going to go to a, a, a funky car show in Wisconsin, and they go up there, and it's this nudist car show that's been going on for, like, 25 years or something like that. And they're going through, and they're interviewing people and whatever, and I, I see this dude's car. And I'm like, that's that's my parents' neighbor. I'm not going to say his name. But I'm like, that's him. And they show the car, and then they interview him. And he's standing – you know, they shoot him from the waist up, but he's mm-hmm. definitely very hairy and very naked. And uh, I just remember looking at my, my girlfriend at the time. I'm like, I know that guy. She's like, how do you know him? Do you <laughs> go show. to this weird car show? Car show? Yeah. What's going on? Long story short, that was weird. He's cool, I guess. But anyways, that show is still in its like 25th year or whatever. And they've been promoting it on a sponsored ad on Facebook. It's everywhere. And it's yeah. been the Central Illinois Car Enthusiast Group. It's been in some of my classic car groups. Everybody's sharing it. And they're like, look at this, look at this. And I'm like... I bet you that dude's still going to that show.
2: But, like, who does that draw? I don't know. Because, again, I went to that IVAC meeting a couple times, yeah. and I am the youngest member. Yeah. And then, like, car, you know, a lot of card people, a little older, A little different. Yeah. yeah, this yeah. is. It's not going to like be the JDM imports going to the nudist car show. It's going to be the guy with the old rolls, <laughs> the old rolls, yeah. the vehicle, of that, the lots Rolls Royce, and, and the lots leather. is going to be wrinkly in that old rolls. Yeah, I think wow. so.
1: Wow, I think, <laughs> I think, the
0: guys here need a little tuck, a little pull. It's
1: not a show I plan on <laughs> rub going some to. Cream on it. But if you guys, you know, I'll tell you if your schedule's free and you want to go, I think it's in August, so you can check that out if you want. You never know. It might be free. <laughs> like Throne riches road trip. <laughs> Schedule freed up. Uh, no, so I'm planning for spring. Not that show. Um, the one thing I did do this year is I did not uh, plan and put battery tenders on any of my cars. Did you get
0: cold mm. too fast for you or what? I just,
1: I'm stupid. I forgot. I've got like four of them. I've,
0: I've done it before. I, one year I was really diligent. Everything out there. Even my my quad had one. Yeah. On. yeah. And I don't think this year I did anything. Like your mowers and <laughs> exactly. stuff. Exactly. So yeah.
2: like how bad is that? Because I don't normally do that. It's
1: not horrible. It, I I try to keep it so that the, I try to keep batteries topped off so that I don't have to go through it. And I actually get a fair amount of life out of my battery. Um in and everything I have, just I try to be good about it. But I I just forgot to hook it up. And I had a weird thing with the Solera convertible where it didn't want to start. And I'm like, This thing's got a it's like a two year old battery. There's nothing or three at this point, I guess. Um but the last time I got in the thing, it has a six disc in dash changer. Oh yeah.
0: And <laughs> Park the magazine, or you keep feeding it. You keep feeding it. Well I'm gonna tell you this: never keep. Okay, just get them all out now. That's what. So, so I came in there. There were like those are gone. There were
1: like three discs, it like spat it out all over the the console <laughs> Goodbye, and the floor.
2: Dion.
1: My brother-in-law drove the car when he was here, and he's like, "Yeah, when I started it up, it was like clicking and making weird noises and trying to spit out these CDs." And I'm looking at it, and I'm I'm thinking it just didn't like my Benfold's five. It didn't like. I think That's I had it, some, that can't be true. It's yeah. Madonna, and it, I don't know. It just it didn't like my music like choice. Yes. Young gravy. So I did. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't know. So I'm like, well, I'm going to put a battery tender on this, but also maybe just not use the CD changer. Um, but it, remember how cool CD changers were? Like you had a, C, a six or yeah. ten disc CD changer. You were like, oh,
0: tree hugger has a three disc changer, which is the <laughs> That's most not a real no, thing.
1: <laughs> no, it's ridiculous. <laughs> You get bored real quickly with yeah, three yeah. discs.
2: I had an in trunk six disc changer in my Audi TT when I was 20, 21. Baller stuff. My Hilarious.
0: Benz, I had like this. I think I had the ten disc changer. And you
2: never too. change it. You can't change. You no, like, you're like no. what six CDs do I want to listen to for the rest yeah. of my life? Oh, so <laughs> I <laughs> stick them in my I car. took it
0: to a different level. I had different. I had four cartridges for mine. Oh, so you I, preload oh, them so and so swap yes, them. Yes,
2: yes. So I got there. Well,
0: this this ride feels like this cartridge Ooh. right here. Yeah.
2: That's a the, lot of CDs this for one got,
0: ride. This one's got a lot of U2 in it. You know? <laughs> Kenny
1: Loggins. <laughs> yeah.
0: No, I'm kidding. you listen to
1: good stuff for the most part. So.
0: The
2: most hey, part. hey, hey. We do not badmouth Kenny Loggins on this podcast. No? Okay. No. All right. Danger zone. Danger zone. No,
1: all right. So that's all I got. <laughs> I need to put brakes on the Solera and some other stuff. But uh, other than that, not too much. What is going on in the Gabe Casey garage these days? So wait, days? Your,
2: your project update was you didn't put battery tenders on?
1: No, that was it. I, it's been cold, yo. Like, okay. I'm just it, curious. Th- this spring has been unrelenting. But we
2: also had a it couple is. days that were amazing.
1: Yeah, one or yeah, two. Yeah, I was working or, like, had other Oh, stupid yeah. Stuff.
2: Working sucks, doesn't it? Well,
1: I mean, it helps. I, I was joking because I well, don't work very much.
2: We, need, we, need <laughs> we all need
0: sugar mamas. That's the like Rachel. For real.
2: Could she adopt us? Nope. Uh, we're full up. Sorry. Because, <laughs> you know what? We had a spare bedroom, turned it into a Lego room. Because, you know what? Two kids.
1: Yeah, you really did. Yeah. Two kids or three?
2: Two kids.
0: Okay, just checking.
1: (laughs) Two and a half. Oh, am I a kid? (laughs) Get it? Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, I I
2: get it. I get it.
1: But Legos are not part of your projects. You have, or are they? If they're Technics, I mean, they
2: might count. They were. I did a McLaren Technic, and that thing took me like three or four times as long as like a regular Lego.
0: For real? There's a McLaren? Well, you have to savor it when it costs $120.
2: No, I, that was part of my discount Lego buy from a shady dude in Bloomington. We're not going to get into the whole story. I thought I was going to get robbed. I met him at the police station. Dude pulls up in a, a Tesla Model S. What? And then just unloads like 25 Lego sets. I paid $400 for 25 new in-box Lego sets. And I got the McLaren as one of them. So
3: <laughs> wow.
2: ShadyFacebookdeals.com. I deals.com. Nothing no, I'm just wrong kidding. with that. Wow. Uh, like no, it. no, the garage, the garage has been good. So I've been inspired by the spring and I've been like, oh, Darrell, I'm going to get out there. I'm going to work on stuff. And then like, yeah. you get like one or two nice days and you work hard and then you're like, eh, I can't do anything. So I've got the new Kony and by new, I mean 1966. It had an auxiliary fuel tank in the bed. I took that out. I'm not going to run that anymore. So then I had to get the original fuel tank off, so I'd take like an old receiver hitch in the back off with bolts. So
0: the auxiliary, did it have a pump, or what was the story in that?
2: No, I think it was gravity. Okay. Yeah, it looked like gravity.
1: I forgot about that. It was in the bed, just Mm -hmm. chilling in the bed with like a
0: ratchet strap oh was it on yeah. to- oh, so <laughs> it style. Was on top of this it was like a Steve Brown low-tech version up top on yeah, okay, yeah right. it was actually in the bed yeah.
2: yeah so I dropped that and then I dropped the original fuel tank which looks like it's in good shape like there's no giant holes or rust spots or anything so I've got to get that cleaned out and stuff uh, but it's just sitting in my garage um, the big news was I got the new tires on it they found tubes they put forklift tubes in these tires nice and get- what
1: size? it's a goofy size it's like it's a- like
2: it's like an 18. 18- something something 10 8 I they're like know.
1: 10 inch wide they're fat they're yeah. they look like a golf cart but bigger
0: you didn't get like some awesome like lifted golf cart tires something for it you know i mean knobbies. they're a little meatier than the yeah. ones that were on there before yeah. they but look I, nice I move think, over bacon uh <laughs>
2: <laughs> i think they are like a uh, trailer or golf cart tires but then i couldn't find tubes for them mm. and i talked to that one dude at the the tractor show back in the day and he and i I emailed with him a little but he just didn't seem that interested after i emailed him and they're uh, they're a ways off yeah. So I went down to the East Peoria tire and vulcanizing, and they were, they've they been awesome. They're, like, my go-to now. I'm like, tire stuff? I'm not going to do that. Just running down to them.
1: Nice. So They're one, they got, on 116 there?
2: Yep. So yeah. they got that sorted, and then, like, I was like, hey, can you take off some two-piece rim tires? Because I could not get the Chrysler tires off. So I took a couple of those down to them. They got those off in like 10 minutes, they told me, after I came back. I'm like, well, that should be cheap. And like, <laughs>
1: off a 27 Chrysler 60 Series? Yeah. Model, C- model 60. Model yep. 60 Roadster, which has, it's, it's not a Model A, but it's that same kind of era. Because yeah. right? it's
2: way cooler. It's way cooler.
1: <laughs> and has two more cylinders. Yeah. But uh, the tires are different, though. It's actually, it's a wood spoke wheel. Mm-hmm. with a like a two-part steel like a band and a rim itself right
2: yeah there's like a i went through so many forum posts and everything else because i'm like how dangerous are these people are like we won't air those up they're they're split rims and this and that and on the model a's you have to like have a special tool to like pull them in to get the second piece off and there's like tension there right mm. but on this one you just hammer it in and out and like pry it in and out so i don't think there's like this tension so i call it a two-piece rim i don't think it's dangerous but whatever Uh, People
1: freak – by the way, people freak out about that. They freak out about old – like the truck rims, the bud-style rims on on semis or mid-level trucks, uh, grain trucks, farm trucks. There's – everybody's scared to death of doing stuff that people did for 70, 80 years.
2: But people have died though, right?
1: Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Well, I doubt from a a ring tire like yours or something like that. Not necessarily from mine but from the split rims or that – There's been – yes, there's been stuff. A lot of times it's either – I hate to say, overinflation or careless stuff or just kind of like the shade tree. Like, I'm just going to pump it up and then they blow it up.
2: Like, Um, if people knew what they were doing and they were safe about it, everything would always be fine.
1: They do have cages. A lot of those places, the the good tire shops that'll do, especially fleet maintenance and, and big trucks, they'll have a safety cage for... The... For those occasions. <laughs> uh, but it's just like changing struts. Like, Eric, your dealership, do you guys even change struts anymore? Oh, yeah. Yeah, do and
0: the, uh, Toyota still sells everything in bits and pieces. So a lot of times we're separating the spring from the strut. You're still we, doing the fun, oh, the fun geez, stuff. that's a nightmare. And so, yeah, and Toyota gave us a newer tool here recently. It's got, for the Tundras to work on their struts, uh-huh. it's got little cages that come down. As you lower the thing down, the, the cages come out and protect the... Uh, the technician, which is nice, because some of the older ones were doing the springs. You literally putting like three claws on the top of the spring and three claws on the bottom, and it's up to the operator to decide where to put those claws on the spring. There's no rubber. There's no. There's no, nothing to like really hold a grip. It's metal on metal. It's it a little dicey. Yeah, it mm. does. Yeah. And, and I've. I mean, there's been many times I'm like. I'm going to step back while you work on that. <laughs> you good? You good? All right. I'll be scary it's yeah, somewhere honestly. else. They are scary.
2: Yeah. Speaking of that, I do do work comps. So, you know, Forts. You do? Okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: yeah. Just
1: take all your rims over to the Forts. Exactly. Life. No, thanks.
2: But no, yeah. So the Coney, I'm excited about the Coney, but I need to spend more time in the garage. So, And then hmm. uh, the 27. So I've been working on the, the, the rims. I got the tires all off of them. And I've been, like, grinding on them because I got my new tires and tubes finally from Coker Tire.
1: Hallelujah.
2: I ordered them in, like... April or yeah, May, May of last year? It was
1: May of last year.
2: And they told me they'd be in in August, and then I emailed with them. They told me they'd be in at the end of December, and then I emailed with them, and then I never heard from them. And then they
0: were like, "We'll give you different ones. We'll honor the price.
2: No, it was the same ones, but we are honor the price, because oh. the price has doubled since I ordered them. I thought them. they were giving you black walls instead of white walls. Cause... I ordered black walls because oh. I'm cheap. Which
1: Well, it, it turns out that's probably a good move, because they're, the, the price has doubled on that. Yeah. The price for uh, the tires I bought for my Plymouth—they've already gone up thirty bucks in two months. Wow! In two, so I think that's just kind of the way of the world right now, especially with—I hate to say—niche stuff with antique cars. They're just that the, the group of people fixing and restoring that smaller and smaller and smaller. So that means they're going to just jack the price up because they can. So, yeah, you I'm know, glad gotta, you got them.
2: Yeah, so I got those, so I'm excited. But I got to like get out there and be grinding, and it's just not happening quite yet. But I'm excited. Chrysler's going to be running this year. I'm Daryl 2.0. It's going to be running to shows this year, and then if I sell it next year, not completed. Yeah. you can make fun of me. That's there you go. Right. <laughs> That's
0: right. And then He'll tonight, right. as I was, uh, I was like walking around my yard. I heard like this tractor coming up my driveway. Yeah, yeah. And I thought somebody like maybe like one of those giant John Deere's on tracks was coming up the driveway. <laughs> Come to find out, your daily driver was coming up.
2: Yeah. No. So the the 1988 HJ61 Land Cruiser that I bought off my buddy a couple years ago. And I've tried to sell multiple times. Yeah,
0: he's always had it for sale. It's but like a
2: bad penny, man.
1: Yeah, you it, but you know what? It is a cool looking penny. It's
2: great. I why
0: ambulance roof? Why did I ever want to sell this?
2: Like yeah. honestly, stripes. The stripes. Stripes are great. The stripes though. are a bit much. I love the turbo. I love the stripes. I love the old eighties graphics. But you know, there's little inc- You know, things with old vehicles. You got to get used to. Like, oh, the one door. When you open the handle, you got to push the handle back down. Because if it's not flat, when you yeah. shut the door, it'll just bounce out and piss you out. <laughs> you know, stuff like that. Yeah. Like the rearview mirror that'll shake down a little bit over time. Like little nitpicky things I need to fix on it that'll drive me crazy in the long term. Mm-hmm. That's the kind of stuff. But like, it's a great vehicle. It's probably the best miles per gallon that I'm going to get in my fleet yeah. with the turbo diesel. So, no, that thing's great. And I daily it right now. And I've I've been loving it. You know, it gets tons of attention and looks, yeah. which is good and bad, depends on if you're looking for the that valve or not.
0: rattle as he's coming up my driveway. And then and then the waft of the diesel. Do oh, I mean, you like, like that? I'm like
1: Does it remind sp- you of your Kubota, your old Kubota? Oh yeah, you know yeah. what? A little
0: bit of that. I don't miss that really. Actually no. my new my new Yanmar has diesel, but it doesn't smell anything like that. I think it, it burns clean. Does it? Yeah. <laughs> it does. Are you gonna do a veggie oil conversion <laughs> on it? <laughs> propane. I might I might <laughs> propane. I'll make French fries and tomorrow we'll mow the grass. It's not a bad way to live, yeah. actually. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, it's cool. It sounds like there's a lot of stuff going on, and I, I, like like all of us here, it sounds like we're looking forward to spring, summer, getting out, doing some events, freeing up some some time, and, and, uh, and doing what we enjoy, which is just going for, going for drives.
2: Yeah. I have, I have too many projects. You've got one project still, right, Daryl? I do. Eric I do. doesn't technically have a project, so he's living clean. He
0: does, we just don't talk about Dude, it. Dude, I got it. I Oh, got wait, it. all the cars just... in the dealership. <laughs> I got it. Got, f- so, as a matter of <laughs> fact, I reached out to the guy with the red Celica to, to try and iron out this, this title issue because when I bought the car. What year? What year? The 95. Okay, 95, 95 GT with the. The one uh, you
2: bought for the rims?
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
2: And I, it needs
0: a trans, but at this point, with the way the economy is, I'm like, you know what? If I put a trans in this car, I'm going to be money ahead. And if, you know what, someone wants to drive it this summer. I'll have it.
1: It's so, a cool little car. It's actually clean. It's
0: not a bad looking car. That's now my first it does car. have the the perforated perforated really? tan leather, and that perforated leather never seems to hold up. It's like got tears in it. So I might have to do this or that. But you know what? Honestly, there's so many parts online. eBay is covered with parts on this. Copar, there's there's Celicas for sale all over the place. I mean, if it sure. came down to it, I could sprinkle this thing with used parts all over the place if I had to. So yeah. So I reached out to the gal uh, who who. Let's just say because of my, uh, my business dealings at dealership, I can identify based on the VIN number who was a previous owner of this car. So I reached out to her as a lien holder, and, and she hasn't gotten back to me yet. So I'll start that Let's pursuance. and get a,
1: get some paper on it and make yeah, it easier to because do because I,
0: I called my tow guys. I said, what do I got to do to just get this car? It's been abandoned at the lot. Nobody, I mean, it's been here two years. I paid for the tow to get down there, but they have never wanted it. But I don't have a title. And they said, by the time you go through everything, it takes time. I'm like, I got time. Mm-hmm. Like, but it also takes a lot of headache. I'm like, you know what? If I can just reach out to this gal, it would probably be easier just to get it handled that way. So that's that's the direction I'm going to go first. Good. Otherwise,
1: okay. you would got to do the bonded title thing. Or could, do you have different tools at and your he disposal? Said, with? And he said
0: it will be salvaged. I'm like, I don't care if it's salvaged. Nobody who drives that car who who buys that car cares that a 95 Celica has been salvaged title. So. I wouldn't think
2: well, so. Well, what you can do is you can file for like a storage lien. And you got to file that with the county and then you could pursue a lawsuit to yeah. claim it. And then but you could do a I technically sale. had yeah. an
0: arrangement that I towed the car from Meineke when I bought it from her, but it was during COVID yeah. and the young lady didn't have the title and then text drop off your iPhone for six months. Oh. I lost really? track. Yeah, they have a feature in there now that if you don't continue a conversation, it's gone after six months. Well, that's
1: another reason to
0: you know, that's a feature? not have an well, Apple device, but know. that's just me.
3: Yeah,
1: <laughs> it's fine. It's fine.
0: <laughs> yeah, so that legal document's gone now. So, but anyway, again. <laughs> so I, so I Apple doesn't have to go to court. <laughs> yeah. That's what <laughs> right. that is. You just know what? Auto-delete you, our history. You know what? I should hope that Facebook <laughs> Messenger messages would all delete after six months. I, <laughs> what are you sending? <laughs> I'm just saying you should all everybody I should hope. Should, Yeah, everybody, everybody should hope.
1: Well, sp- well, speaking of things that are against the law, is it time to uh, to take a look at what's going on in the world of news?
0: Sure, sure. All right. It's time for the news. All you. right. So, last week, uh, or last 2 weeks ago, Regan absconded the show with technical talks, but we're going to get back on subject and talk about catalytic converters. Yeah. Does everybody know what a catalytic converter is? At the I table? don't. You don't. It
2: does something in your exhaust, and it's good for nature. Good for you.
0: Good for you. That's all I know. Now let me ask you this, Daryl. Yeah, uh, a serious question. When did catalytic converters actually show up in cars?
1: So 1975. Here's some <laughs> I do. Was I had the was right guy for at for this. Table. He did not Google such it. Such a jerk. <laughs> Nerd. Nerd. And the real the, the real OGs <laughs> can can check me on this, but I believe it was a, a, a federal mandate in 1975, hmm. and that was for all passenger cars and light trucks. There were certain exceptions. I think, like, some light duty trucks and the bigger ones got an extension until 79, I believe. Uh, Because, and I only say that because I've had two, I've had 76 and a 77, I'm sorry, 78 uh, pickup that were farm trucks that were purchased new by members of my wife's family. And they both had non catalyst stickers on the uh, valve covers, and they never had a catalytic converter fitted on them. I've also had other cars and trucks from that time period up north where I grew up in the Chicago suburbs, and they actually had full catalytic converters on them from from the get-go. But 75 was federal for all cars, and it actually was kind of a, a weird thing. My dad remembers being a, uh, uh, a high school driver's ed teacher at that time, and GM put a big, big push behind cleaning the environment and blah, 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 and selling all of that technology to people who are teaching younger drivers about all the good things the auto industry was doing ah. in
0: conjunction with the Very federal nice. government
1: to make the world a cleaner place.
0: Very so, nice. All right. Well, you thank you for that. So, uh, like I said, we were going to talk a lot about catalytic converters in the show. We've got a couple of news articles, but uh, we're gonna, we'll start them off right here with catalytic converter thefts are on the rise across the country, and Russia, Russia of all countries, can make it worse. Uh, This comes from Business Insider, again, that news agency that I have no idea who they're working for. There's been a stark rise in catalytic converter thefts across the country since 2019, and there's a chance Russia could make it worse. Each of the metals has faced a supply supply chain issue since the pandemic occurred, but Russia may limit imports of palladium, according to the Times. As of March of 2022, Russia is responsible for exporting approximately 40% of the world's palladium, the Times reported citing Moody Analytics. Hmm, more Russia news. You can't beat that, right?
2: What can't they ruin?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the uh, the government or Russia? Probably Russia. Yeah. I didn't
1: realize 40% of the world's palladium came from there.
0: I guess I didn't realize palladium was that big of a deal. I always thought it was the plat, was a platinum, palladium. What titanium? What, what There's like this? four or
1: five heavy metals in, the, in, <laughs> in 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 the in that honeycomb mesh yeah, yeah, yeah. inside the converter, and it has to do. I'm not a science person, uh, but <laughs> I believe in it. But uh, I, the world's not flat. But it, it has to do with temperatures and how basically a hot exhaust gases and whatever makeup of that metal, those Mm -hmm. precious metals in there, basically it's like a little arc furnace where it gets hot enough to where it burns off unburned
0: fuel. It looks like a ceramic basically yeah. yeah when you're looking at it, a honeycomb from it have you ever seen one cut open
2: no i've never cut open a catal- catalytic converter yeah, no, you, under a car 2 you, months ago you've
0: missed out on some future lung cancer <laughs> that would be uh, that <laughs> would be a federal offense eric <laughs> <laughs> however but anyway but... yeah it's uh, it literally looks like a ceramic that's in there it's crazy it you know, is weird and so when you when you hear about precious metals and heavy metals and stuff like that being in there you're like well it just looks like porcelain you know you don't think about anything else being in there
1: and the dollar value too when you see what some of these are bringing at mm-hmm. a scrapyard um there i mean hundreds of dollars you're like there can't be that much in there it is it's like gold or like silver or anything else um or platinum where there is a fair amount of that and and over time the values of those things are going up and that's why we're seeing people do what they're doing which is catalytic converter thefts across the country seems more prevalent in some areas than others yeah. um i'll hop down here i'm gonna go yeah. to, so
0: there's a couple articles and, and maybe we can go back to this Bra- brazilian mine thing for gm and stuff like that but uh japan today had an article a couple of developments surfaced this week after the national Automobile dealer association wrapped up their nada show 2023 first nada welcomed the reintroduction of the prevention preventing auto recycling theft uh, they call it the part act isn't that clever when very they do that clever stuff? yes cute uh for U.S. Uh, by four U.S. centers and then the association's workforce initiative received a thirty thousand donation from Assurant. I don't know who that is. Oh, I'm sorry, that one's from Auto Recycling. And then another article here from Auto Dealer Today: Cat thefts continue to get worse. The jump in catalytic converter thefts since the pandemic continues and could worsen. Statistics compiled by the National Insurance Crime Bureau. There's an agency I've never heard of, a group focused on preventing and prosecuting insurance crimes. Showed that thefts of cats skyrocketed 1,215% between 2019 and 2022. A wow. congressional bill supported by the National Automotive Dealer Association, as we uh, talked about it before, part, uh, was introduced and supported by the NADA, and it's introduced to reduce and fight the thefts, the Preventing the Auto Recycling Part Act part would require new vehicles VINs to be stamped in the converters making stolen parts traceable and create grants program to pay for marketing of existing vehi- marking of existing vehicles mm. that's for auto dealer day do you remember
1: like back in the day when th- people used to sell uh, a service at dealers where it's like hey we're going v- to etch glass, yes. yes we're going to etch the VIN of this vehicle on every piece of glass so if it's stolen people will know it's stolen and they people pay people. Mm-hmm. Oh, they got insurance discounts for it. That's great. Do you really think that works, or gla- that worked back then? I don't know
0: what the glass. The glass etching never made any sense to me whatsoever. I always felt like it was just like a dealer ad that nobody's stealing windshields or. or
1: I mean, a, people would part. I mean, part out a car, chop, shop, cut it up, and but nobody's buying like. Well, glass I mean, is the
0: first thing broken out when you want to break in a car, right? Exactly. <laughs> exactly.
2: I mean, just one one window, right? You yeah. got to break all the glass. Yeah.
0: But I know in some some
1: other vehicles, too, over the time, they started doing, you know, everything's VIN, you know, the the motor, the trans, everything is, that's why collector guys are all about, like, matching numbers. Matching, yeah, sure. Um, But do you really think a scrapyard, especially a sketch scrapyard that's... No. I hate to say buying stolen garbage from people who... <laughs> are less than uh, no outstanding because we, we have guys seasons. come into
0: the dealership all the time the recyclers and they are licensed recyclers. Sure, they'll yeah. come in and they'll buy our cat converters. So whenever we do an exhaust job at the dealership, we'll chop the pipe and we don't throw that in the trash. We don't throw it in the metal recycling. We There's hold on to that there. because these metal these cat recyclers, these guys will pay us fifty to a hundred bucks per piece. Mm-hmm. You know, and some of these new ones are costing like three thousand dollars. It's insane. I know on the
1: Tundras, uh, the Tundra forum I'm on, there's, it seems like Florida and Texas, anybody that owns yeah. a truck, in, especially a lifted truck where you don't have to jack it up, you can just <laughs> crawl under there with the saws all Very easy, sure. <sharp> um, they're, they're looking $1,200 $1, to $1,500 a piece to get cats put back sure. on. And the insurance company, that's the other thing. The, the downside is, so the victims of all this, this surge, what was it, Uh
0: one thousand two hundred percent. Twelve hundred percent.
1: The victims of catalytic converter thefts across the country. The the downside to that is the insurance company says, hey, you can put some aftermarket crap on your car, and not like a factory. If if I had a twenty twenty one Tundra and somebody cut off my stuff, I'd be pretty upset if they're like, yeah, just go ahead and put some, you know ebay stuff on yeah. there and whatever uh, is there a difference is a detriment if if you go with an aftermarket catalytic converter versus
0: a stock one well i think it's just like in the was it the pre-show we talked about the glass the auto glass or was yeah. it yeah yeah you don't know you know it's what, a big question what, yeah will the longevity be there if you do a non-factory i mean sometimes we argue just like when you go to kroger and you get the kroger brand it's the same stuff made in the same factory All right. All right. maybe that catalytic converter is built to the same factory as you know <laughs> as a not likely if it's an import. You know, a Toyota catalytic converter is probably not uh, made in the United States. So. It's
1: like the Maltomeo cereal, yeah. cereal. Like, exactly. I, like. I got the, the bag cereal. It's a better deal. Are these golden grams? No, they're, uh, they're honey grams. Yeah. They're just it's, as good.
0: Honey, honey, honey squares. Yeah. My
2: you, parents used to hide generic cereal in real cereal no, boxes. No, they did <laughs> I'm serious. I mean, and buy like one. trick me. And it was terrible. Temporal. And <laughs> I used I to be like, this. oh, the Frosted Flakes don't taste very good today. I don't like them as much. Yeah. Literally, it's, I thought we got bad bags. I'm still. That's the one thing. Mine I'm tastes about different, my Mom. Childhood. I went over to Johnny's house
0: this weekend. His golden grabs taste better. No, it would ours.
2: vary from box to box. <laughs> yeah,
0: because it'd be whatever's on sale or
2: whatever. Yeah.
1: Do you remember the? Fa- there's a Family Guy bit like that where it's like if you like Frosted Flakes, you'll like uh, for- and Tony the Tiger, you'll like these whatever cereal flakes and Terry the Tiger and the the Terry the Tiger they're okay they're food
3: (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why that just popped into my mind but no
1: it's it's the same thing though like so if you have uh, if you're a victim of that theft not only does it screw with your insurance rates it also you have to deal with car that's being down there's also supply chain issues Mm -hmm. because of shortages and how expensive this stuff is so there's people that have been hey i'm waiting on
0: i got a three three month wait right now on a prius for for a converter yeah yeah no kidding Customer just traded in said screw it it's been sitting in our lot for three months but then you you can't do anything with it so you think about that we talked about the glass earlier say you got a two thousand dollar glass got a cat converter on a car that's worth three thousand dollars you, the insurance companies are going to charge you to own that car at that point. You're going to be like, "Why is my insurance twice on this car? What it was in the car trade in?" Folks, let's talk about you know the potentials for you know and how much we're seeing this these these problems with these cars. They're going to charge you for it. They're not going to lose money as insurance agents. So, uh, uh, and we're all. You know, we follow the letter of
1: the law entirely. <clears> None <throat> of us here have ever cut a catalytic converter or any other emissions related. Why,
0: why would you bring me to this conversation? Well, I, I, just
1: <laughs> want, I just want to throw this out here. Just level set. <laughs> but I know in my experience in cutting metal with a sawzall, yeah.
0: it takes a while.
1: And I've gone through blades and I've gone through like reciprocating well, you don't saws and noise. deal with new
0: Japanese stuff like I do. Because I think you're old. Your old Stuff you, you with know, a different level of steel, maybe than I do, possibly. But because I think you can, I think you can rip. I've seen I've watched videos. Guys that literally like put a jack under a car, uh, make it look like they're jacking a tire up, and the other guy climbs on the car and has it sawed off off in thirty seconds. That quick? Yes, Ab- absolutely.
1: It. There's people, and, and again, this is all anecdotal, just stuff I've seen in car groups on on the internet. There's people that have said, yeah, they cut stuff off my work van in my driveway. And I heard nothing. Yeah. You know, and I'm thinking to myself, I remember cutting off the <laughs> cutting off exhaust on my 78 F-150, and my it was like two hours. So yeah. It was like, you know, <laughs> and my dad's like, the light's dimming. What's going on out
0: there? Well, <laughs> you don't do 10 on the night either, you know. No, no. <laughs> In the dark. I want to know who's
1: making the saw blades that can make that.
0: I got them on s- Amazon because we cut frames up. I used to torch frames. I'd have the guys sit out there with a the torch and just chop them up, and we do the recalls on the frames. Yeah. You can get... Awesome metal blades for your sawzaw. Yeah, they'll rip through steel like you can't believe. Give me some links later. Anyways, I'm, yeah. not, stealing, <laughs> I'm yeah. not stealing. Yeah, stealing. Yeah, whatever. He's whatever.
2: not right now because he's terrible at it. Yeah, but, right. he's, <laughs> but he's working on it. He's Pints and tips. On it. Yeah. So there was
0: a narrative that I kind of set up when uh, we were talking about the Regan show here, and and part of it was I wanted to allude back to the keg laws. Daryl and I, some people may know this. We have been a bit of a beer geek, you know, in our veins over the years. So I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. So and in
2: their livers. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but uh, the keg law was a huge deal. There was a time when bars d- didn't want to set their kegs out behind the bar because every Yahoo with a, a box truck would come by and they'd steal the kegs. And next thing you know, they'd chop them up, take them to the recycle yard, and the recycle yard had no conscience whatsoever. Mm. They would take the steel and they just they'd weigh it and they and they'd be done.
2: Were they steel back then?
0: Stainless yeah. usually, yeah. right? Okay. Yeah, stainless. Yeah. Okay. So uh, and this and so what I did is I pulled up an article from 2015. Uh, It was All About magazine. Never even heard of that one. California keg thieves, you're on watch. California Governor Jerry Brown, remember that guy? He signed a bill sponsored by the California Craft Brewers Association that makes it illegal to obliterate, mutilate, or mark out a manufacturer's name on a metal keg. It's already illegal to recycle kegs inscribed with the name of the manufacturer without its written consent, but opportunists attempt to circumnavigate or circumvent and scratched out and grind off the name before they were recycled for cash. Hmm. The new law will make defacing a manufacturer's name a crime in itself. And according to the Brewers Association, keg loss costs a craft brewer between $0.46 cents and $1. thirty-seven per barrel annual in keg production in January 2013. It launched dot kegreturn.com to help missing or stolen kegs to breweries, and the law will go into effect in 2015. This is not that long ago.
1: No. And it's, I didn't realize that was that big of a problem. But if you look, there's a lot of that cyclical, too, with like the cost of scrap, the, yes. price, the price of you, people. would.
0: But it's opportunist, too. They Remember, they just sit out. I mean, it's just like milk crates. So I was a kid, we'd steal milk crates from behind the, you know, the grocery store. You would. Yeah, because I'd have, have a place to put my TV when I was in college, right? You know. right?
1: I need furniture.
2: Thank God for
0: you know the dairy.
2: Good thing plastic has never been good to recycle. Prairie, prairie, right. Farms. Right. prairie
0: farms like made my place look livable yeah. until I married my wife. Yeah, plastic just goes to the ocean, Gabe, we all know. Know that. Yeah, mm-hmm. it floats.
1: <laughs> that's terrible. <laughs> it's interesting, though, because the other thing, you see the rise and fall of copper thefts. When people yes, would be breaking yes. in and stealing stuff out of new construction or like electrical substations. <laughs> mm-hmm. Has like, that fallen? I think so. I think copper, I, it, it fluctuates with the market. There's times where it's just not worth it, and then other times where it's, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and risk whatever, breaking the law and getting caught. It's it is scary though, the, and the onus can't always just be on the scrapyards because the scrapyard. If you had to ask everybody and have everyone fill out ten logs and you know, do you, do you ever take scrap in? I do. Uh, I've taken aluminum siding, uh, storm windows. Go down to down to Bear on Adams. Uh, I've gone to Bear. I actually like the other one, the uh, A Miller.
0: Um, <laughs> you just like nails in your tires. That's uh, like... <laughs> a whole other thing.
1: <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, I had a forty six Willys CJ two A Jeep. Chassis that I, I cut up and, and took there, and you know, made a little bit—not much—but it's. I like it because it keeps a lot of the stuff out of the landfill. Sure, you make a little bit of money, and somehow I'm thinking like I'm going to melt this down, and it's going to become something useful, like maybe a car part. Uh, or a fridge, or something. Mm-hmm. In reality, it's probably
0: just being turned ash into tray. an ashtray. Yeah. <laughs> so in yeah. Thailand, there's no yeah. ashtrays here. States. Yeah. 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 So yeah. You know
2: what's amazing is I have taken Eric's Tundra to a scrapyard
0: <laughs> and not lost a tire. <laughs> Did you get <laughs> no? <laughs> yeah. Miraculously. You need <laughs> tires. <laughs> the reason I ask if you'd scrapped is because now in the last couple of years, when you go to like Bear, they take your driver's license and they scan. You know, they they document what you brought in. Yeah. And then they pay you the cash through the little automated teller and all that stuff. It's not like it used to be, like, with Miller, you'd walk in there, here's some cash, here's a little yellow slip, go get your money and get out of here.
1: Yeah, they didn't really care. No. I think that's still – they might be a little loosey-goosey <laughs> still there. Bears a little more um, – On the up and up? A little bit. But still, the, the onus can't just be on the single business owner. I mean, I know there's state laws. There's mm-hmm. At the same – you have to stop it where – I don't know. This gets into the whole chicken and egg thing. But, sure. Like you have to stop it at the at the at the ground level where if somebody's seeing a guy or hearing a guy, you know, cutting stuff off off the bottom of your truck mm-hmm. I, I don't know.
2: You shoot him? What would you do here, Daryl? <laughs> no. Wait a second. You're the lawyer.
0: Come on. You need to. Uh, t- you
2: need to be guiding us here. Is he, he on your property? Yeah. You can shoot. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean... that was ne- not legal advice. We're not. There's no client attorney <laughs> okay. All right. All right. <clears throat> How
1: about working on something? Do people come in with cat shields on vehicles? Have and you seen so that's
0: that? the, been the thing right now. I've I, uh, recommended them. We put them on all of our cars, our loaner cars. Do you? Especially the hybrids. Hybrids have. Uh, if you're a partial zero emissions vehicle like a hybrid. You have a much more dense cat, and it's longer. It's it's a bigger item, and it's that three thousand dollar part I was talking about earlier. Wow!
1: Okay. So a cat
0: shield, it's and that's a company we sell through Toyota for three hundred bucks. You can that's installed, I think, on a, like a Prius. It's basically just a giant plate, it, yes, like aluminum it. or stainless, and it's nothing much. It's like four or six bolts hold in place, but it's covering up you know all the valuable bits. You could probably still cut it out and fish it out. There'd be a hell of a lot harder though, and you would you take one look at it and be like, "I'm out of here. Mm-hmm. I can move. I cut probably five other cars out before I get through this thing. Yeah, it's not worth the time. No, no. So that's the whole point of it. It's not it's not absolute protection. but It's it a, a deterrent. Job. Yes. Yeah. yeah. But for three hundred bucks, I mean, and I would have to think you get an insurance discount at that point, right?
1: I would think. But remember the club. You guys remember the club yeah, on the, the, the club, steering oh, wheel? Oh yeah. yeah. That didn't work. You can come in there with a hacksaw and take those things off. Like, oh, it's made of like kryptonite. And like, okay, cool. <laughs> like, so, the, locks. What was it? What's the old phrase? Locks keep honest people honest. Yeah, that's the thing.
0: Well, good. Good. Uh, was it? Good fences make good neighbors, mm-hmm. according to Robert Frost. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the last article I'm going to just throw out here on this uh, Portland, Oregon. This uh, just came out last year. A new law aimed at stopping catalytic converter thefts went into effect in Oregon in 2022. The state bill 803 stops. The spike in catalytic converter theft by limiting the metal recycling companies that can buy them, creating a barrier for people selling on the black market. These approved buyers are only allowed to take legitimately acquired catalytic converters, and they can keep the make, model, and bin of these license number of each and uh, to redeem their value. According to the Multnomah? Molt I guess that's a Multnomah. Multnomah. That sounds good to me. County District Attorney's Office. This stops those unscrupulous commercial vendors willing to buy stolen catalytic converters from making any profits. Beer kegs are made up of valuable metal, yet there was an epidemic of beer keg theft. There is no epidemic. That's because there was a market protection in place that made it nearly impossible to profit them by selling them, and there were no buyers, said the Multima County Sheriff's Deputy Attorney Kevin Deemer, the bill is fast-tracked to the curb the dramatic rise in the thefts across the region. We can't rely on the rest. Resi- oh my goodness, I'm like tongue-tied. I'm reading too much news tonight, guys. I think that's what it boils down to. Maybe we can't rely on the arrest and prosecution to solve the problem. SB803 strikes at the heart of the catalytic converter theft by taking away the market. This will help us get upstream and on the scourge and allow us to focus our limited resources more effectively. Oh, see the way through the limited resources thing, in there, like, you know, if we got a little bit more money, we could uh, handle this, right? any more people. Mm. More yeah, money. Mike Schmidt, the DA, said that. So,
1: from a legal standpoint, though, <clears throat> from a legal standpoint, uh, what's the most time somebody could do for for converter theft? Does it go by dollar amount?
2: You're a- you're asking me like we have laws in the books of if you steal a converter, yeah, value right. up to fifty bucks, or th- well, there's, I mean, it's a no law
1: if you if you stole, I don't know, if it, if if you have a whole truck bed. Full of converters, well, and you know each one of them is two, three hundred. Let's say two fifty a piece. You got, you know, ten of them in there. That's a lot of money. Yeah. What do you get into dollar amounts? Is it felonies? Like, is it over a thousand? What's this? I don't know.
2: Yeah, I don't do criminal law. <laughs> Come on, that's the whole reason we had get out of here. <laughs> so here, here's the, here's the bigger thing. Here's the bigger deal. That's the whole reason you had me on. here. We just thought you knew two criminal law. Gosh, right. dang it. No, um, does it does? So usually go by dollar amount. Here's the though? bigger question: Somebody pulls somebody over, and they've got a truck bed full of catal- catalytic converters. Yeah, are they getting prosecuted and going to jail for quite a while? Yes. You think so? If they get caught cutting one catalytic converter converter off a vehicle, are they really going to prosecute them? What's the sentence? Is it going to be bad? Is it probably not? Yeah. Why do you think they're doing it? That that's the point. I mean, and yeah. again, limited resources. They say that. Yes, they have limited resources everywhere locally, but also it's the limited motivation. What do they get out of that? Yeah. So your catalytic converter is stolen. You file an insurance claim, you get a new catalytic converter, hopefully, mm-hmm. maybe pay 100, 200 bucks, end of the day. No big victim. Probably 500
0: if you have, I mean, most deductibles
2: and something like that. Maybe. But the point is, is that the cops maybe care a little, maybe they don't. The state's attorney probably doesn't care at all. Unless you're an important person, I hate to break it to you. And yes, I'm jaded now.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I have
2: been jaded in ten years of practice. No, but... I
0: agree with you on that because actually, I have two cases right now where, where sheriffs have come into my office, take show me pictures of local thieves going on. You know, like a ring. Yeah, oh, guys yeah. like carrying stuff. Can you identify what this is? Yes, you know, mm-hmm. blah blah. Uh, and then they'll tell me you know, it was at a local scrapyard or something like that, or a local dealership, and they caught these guys. But you're right; they're going after one or two guys carrying one ca- one or cat on them at that time it's not like they got a a truckload of them and at that point even if you have a truckload how would you identify where they all came from it would be near impossible unless you have them vin etched or whatever yeah (laughs) and can you
2: can you get them back and just put them back in the vehicle no no so there's no restitution for the victim so what's the motivation like for the police officers Mm -hmm. and the you know the attorneys to actually go after it probably pretty low
1: the variable here though that that is i think a little bit different is that it is a federal crime it's a federal i think it's a federal oh, felony the feds aren't they mess with, with all this well but that's that's my, my my question with that is they're happy in in some places to go after polluters or you yeah. know the, anybody over some environmental protection act stuff like that if they started throwing the book at some of these guys from a federal level and been like this is an actual uh, initiative that we want to support because for every car, I hate to say this, and I've been an owner of two or three cars that have been straight piped, if you will, mm-hmm. <laughs> where the cat just oops, it's gone. Um, Definitely nowhere now, where it was illegal. N- well, it is. It, yeah. it, it is and like, not
2: within the statute of limitations. And no. you didn't do it, okay. you had no knowledge. No, <laughs> I,
1: I bought one of them, in which case I bought unbeknownst to stop me stop talking wink wink Anyway, so <laughs> but the, the fact <laughs> i did see, fix it a reason Sorry, i did, see, I did fix it and it is now in compliance <laughs> yes
2: before you drove it and go on with your yes, story
1: <laughs> yes uh, the, the the whole thing though is that um it, what the hell was i gonna say <laughs> if if the federal government wanted to make an example of some people i think they could go for him go go after him at that level mm mm-hmm. And get them under the fact that any – the people that straight pipe their stuff after the fact because they either can't afford it or they don't want to mess with whatever, it's – it's that car is now dirty. It's three, four times as dirty as it ever was, and they're never going to bring it back into compliance because of the cost. Well, they've
0: done that with the diesel tuner guys and the guys who, like, bypass the def systems. you know, Sure. Because they were – I don't know how they got past I don't even know how they thought it was legal on, on a new 2022 to, to remove to those systems. That. But they were doing it, and eventually – they had – I think they got you know, hundreds of millions of dollars in lawsuits for that from the Fed. So why aren't we
1: going after the people who are committing the crimes and, and taking these cars out of federal compliance with emissions
2: laws? Yeah. Because we're talking about two totally separate things. Yeah. Daryl's talking about straight piping cars. That the owner of the car does that. With purpose. And, yeah. yeah. And Eric's talking about people removing diesel requirements on their vehicles. We're not talking about somebody stealing something mm-hmm. off of a car. And then it would be up to the owner. Oh, they stole my catalytic converter. Oh, I'm just going to keep driving it. I'm going to pocket the insurance money. And then that would be on them for polluting, right? Yeah. The point is, is I broke your car. You need to get it fixed before you can drive it again. So they can't go after it for EPA probably.
1: Yeah, I guess. But they're, they are the ones that are actually committing the crime, you know.
2: Not the EPA know. crime.
0: See, and I have a thought on this, too, because I I wonder when the catalytic converters – let's just say they're in a box truck and they're stacked to the roof with catalytic converters. Yeah. I don't think they're taking that truck across the border into Mexico and dealing with it. I think probably what they're doing is they're taking them somewhere and smashing them in the United States. And you can turn it to powder. You can literally turn a catalytic converter into into dust. Melt it all down. Yeah. And I I think it's a real tangible, easy thing to to deal with and to carry around. I mean, once you get rid of the metal shells and all these things – you can take a whole box truck and probably condense it down to one giant Amazon box, just full of dust.
1: Yeah. Have you seen the machines where they split them open? No. And they just scoop no. the dust out, basically. No. Yeah, they've got a machine. It's like a it's like a press, and it's got like a little wedge on it, and they just crack them open. Yeah. And like t- like hollow them out like an Easter egg, like yeah. a like whatever. And take the stuff and 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 get rid of the yeah. the evidence and then there's no proof of where you got
0: it Yeah, from. or what it is i mean mo- how many law enforcement agents would look at that and be like oh yeah that obviously is full of catalytic converter palladium or something like that <laughs> yeah you'd have to be it have to be somebody investigating the operation at that point there,
2: so. there's a reason there's been this big of a spike and yes the cost is one thing but i think we hit the other nail on the head mm-hmm. and that is who's going to catch them and how easy is it to catch yeah. them and yeah. what are they going to really help by catching them and and doing it you got to stop them that's the point So let's all just not set our parking brakes real well. And somebody starts messing with your car, and (laughs) we save.
0: Is there any of those stories in here? (laughs) The icing on the cake. Anybody die? There might be. There (laughs) might be. I thought we'd save one. The icing on the cake. Yeah. By the way, Illinois had somebody die recently from. uh, Or no, I'm sorry. Illinois. (laughs) Illinois has a law going into effect, and Daryl's.
2: At least it's not a car door. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) Um, But no, there's been a couple things, and I think you can even watch videos of this. It's like uh, on the. Oh, what is that? Uh, Fail Army? Oh, yeah. I, I watch those right. with my kids all the time. Do you? Do yeah. you want? Have you ever seen the one with the catalytic converter where the guy like no start, I, starts to cut on, and the next thing, you know, the car like rolls over him?
2: I don't think we watch people dying on Fail Army. Oh, that faces think... of death. <laughs> yes. Yeah, you know not Fail faces Army death is actually kid? like bleeps swear words and okay. stuff. I watch it with my children. Okay. They're not just like, look at this guy yeah. get impaled.
0: So, it, I mean, at what point do you have sympathy for somebody? I understand no, somebody's at a never. De- what if your life was totally desperate? Like, I mean, your kid needed an operation for her eyes and you had no money, no insurance. <laughs> and you're and you, like, if I just do this one job, you know, I'll be able to pay for her operation.
2: So this is straight Hollywood from Eric. I'm just saying. This is Breaking saying, Bad. Yeah, this I mean, is,
0: at what, at what point do you, I mean, it's just, it's a, it's that, a pointless point
2: crime, Gabe. Just, I'm just trying to help my family. That's not who does this. The people that do this are on meth. Okay. And they want more meth right Okay. like what who so else is doing they're not this? trying to save their daughter for no. a, a vision no. operation okay no all right come on well i'm just trying to i mean that i appreciate you trying okay but it's not gonna it's not gonna fly <laughs> okay well if i can fly pia we segued
0: that pretty good so we don't need you yeah, we, we talked about people getting leave. rolled
2: over on fail army
0: oh my gosh is that a thing <laughs> Yeah, no. Yeah. It's not, not a fail I army. Mean, apparently it's a basis of death. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: well, we could talk a whole bunch about that probably yeah. in the next pre-show. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because that's a fun topic, but not really.
0: Yeah, all right. So uh, I guess the only other news article, I mean, do you want to hop down to this one about uh, Representative Neal Dunn? Do you want to do that one? Sure. Uh... The, the uh, Florida right to repair?
1: Oh, my goodness. um Make
2: Eric read it. He's been doing great. Oh, no. no I yeah. <laughs> he has tapped Stam- out. He's been, taking, he's been taking all the articles. Stammering. Wait,
0: which one? The Rivian one? No, before Rivian. Sorry, I Very scrolled. Very
2: small.
1: I scrolled too much. Okay. Uh, so here's another one. Um, U.S. Representative Neil Dunn, a Republican from Florida, reintroduced a bipartisan bill Thursday. That's Thursday of last week. Yeah. Uh, mandating that vehicle owners and independent repair shops have the same access to repair and maintenance tools and data as automakers and their franchise dealerships. The bill known as the Right to Equitable and Professional Auto Industry Repair Act was previously introduced last year by Illinois Democratic Representative Bobby Rush
0: from Chicago, isn't he? Repair. Get it right? Equitable... Professional Auto Industry Repair Act. That's Repair. what that spells? So good. Oh, man, these guys got Every it, new man. act. Well. I want to be in Congress just so I can name bills. <laughs> you just want to play with alliteration <laughs> and names.
1: Um, he retired after his term, by I the way. I was going
0: to say, Bobby Rush, that dude's been around forever.
1: Yeah, yeah. He, well, he so, gone now. This
0: might be the best thing he ever did. Shot a shot and peaced out.
1: Possibly, possibly. However, um, that got reintroduced there. Not quite sure what's going to happen. So,
2: but I, so I have feedback on this. So mm. there's been historic laws... Um, Auto dealerships have had, you know, tools and products and everything from manufacturers to repair vehicles for a very long time. Mm -hmm. And those have been protected by law. Mm -hmm. But now we have manufacturers that are selling directly to consumers. So all of the laws right now are written that say you have to offer the same diagnostic tools and the same parts availability to third-party repairers as you do dealerships. What happens if you don't have a dealership? Well, You have to change the law.
0: Or you have a company like Tesla that refuses that. They sell direct to consumer. And by the way, we're not going to allow you to have the parts or the tools required to fix the car.
2: That's why these laws are coming in is what yes. I'm saying. Yes. Because if they don't pass these laws, Tesla can keep doing that. Yeah. And other companies – Because are we going to do the Volvo story? is that down lower? It's you know, up the, higher it's, actually if you want to go okay. to Okay, but it, yeah. the but the point is other people are doing direct to com- consumer sales yeah. um and there was a an article I don't know who sent it to me or a graph that showed uh, Tesla profits per vehicle versus other manufacturers mm-hmm. way higher. Do you mm-hmm. think that's their, they're better at making cars and setting price points? No. They don't have dealerships.
0: They don't have that they're not infrastructure. Paying a,
2: they're not paying a sales commission yeah. out of it. They're not paying a dealership. Well, that,
0: well, that, well, but Toyota sells us the car at a cost, and they don't care what happens after that. They don't care what a dealership pays their staff or whatever. But they the, just want the cars bought from them wholesale.
2: But the price is that they sell it to you. They could sell it higher to the consumer.
0: Absolutely, directly, and they could cut us out. So if yeah, the sure.
2: demand is there, they could cut you out. But the yep. dealership, like the franchising, it has a long history in the U.S. They've, mm-hmm. There's been big wars between franchises Ongoing. and auto manufacturers. Yeah. yeah, because it's it's been, you know it's kind of like unions. Like they're fighting against each other for power and control. We talked and- about this in the Reagan show. Had you listened, you would know that. But it was about <laughs> basically
0: the equal experience across the country at any, any franchise dealer and what the manufacturer's expectations should be for the customer experience. Yeah. You know, and every dealer can be like, my version of the experience is my version <laughs> and I don't care what you say. This
2: is how I feel.
0: <laughs> exactly. But
2: the point is, all these laws, um, they can't deal with the new systems. So the yeah. new systems we're allowing in of the manufacturer direct to consumer sales we have to make new laws to allow other parties to repair them. Otherwise, you're going to get into price gouging monopolies like, oh, I've got a, a four-year-old Tesla or mm-hmm. a four-year-old Rivian or Volvo now coming up maybe. Okay, I can't take it to a dealership and I can't take it to a third-party repair shop. I have to go to the manufacturer and I'm getting gouged or my vehicle's worth nothing and I can't sell it. Nobody wants to buy it if the repairs are super expensive.
1: Lease. Yeah. Well. So I think that model that everybody's been going to here is like my iPhone.
0: I traded my iPhone, and got 800 bucks for it after two years of ownership on the previous one. I think that's kind of going to be my future with iPhones as they get more expensive, right? Probably. You want to read that Volvo story? You're all about yeah. The Volvo. Yeah. Vol-
1: this actually kind of ties into what Gabe was saying. No Volvo,
0: Volvo apologist, Daryl Scott. That's, really right. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's right. Volvo Cars will introduce a direct to consumer sales model in the United Kingdom by the end of 2023. Swedish automaker intends to export the concept of additional or I'm sorry two additional markets it's a notion that's already causing unease among Volvo's American dealers not unlike Ford and some other Yeah, Ford's exploring that as well like if we don't think that other automakers are going to start playing around with that in other markets, other mm-hmm. countries I think we're we're putting our head in the sand ideally and that's that's been the model for so many businesses if they could find a way to I don't know Get a more direct route. Make more money. Sure. Great. (laughs) But the trouble is nobody wants to do that that yucky stuff in between, and that's the maintenance, the service, the aftercare, the support. Um, That's a huge part of it.
0: Well, think about this. Imagine it was all direct-to-consumer over the last couple years, Mm -hmm. and then the pandemic hit, And and then the microchip shortage hit. Mm-hmm. And now we'd have all these cars that had no... Say they were all in lease terms, of like three and four years. Yeah. Well, oh, now no, wait a second. The market's held on. We can't get cars out. Now you have to hold on to these cars for seven or eight years. What happens then? You can imagine that chaos. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, inter- a product interruption like that, you know, for people anticipating, you know, constantly changing, 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 and all of a sudden got to hang on these vehicles longer, that could be chaos.
1: Well, what happens if everybody does start leasing, and not to get... Often another tangent. Everybody does start leasing because of cost, economics, technology, yada, yada, yada. What happens to the cars that are off-lease? Because right now, the off-lease cars are, you go to CarMax, you go to <laughs> some of these other bigger dealers, mm-hmm. everything's a three-year-old Altima, you mm-hmm. know, because there's a bazillion of them that were either rentals or fleets or whatever, and that's a great entry-level car, mid-level car for sure. somebody to get in and be, hey, I got a three-year-old car with 50,000 miles, I paid a decent price, I didn't take the depreciation hit. That's a great buy. What happens if everybody is of that mindset where nobody wants to own anything anymore? Nobody wants to buy something and have it forever. They just want something that's two, three years old. And then pfft, what happens to those cars after three years? Is there a secondary
0: market for them? Where's my iPhone that I just traded in? My iPhone 11 I just traded in for my 14. Like where's it going? Yeah.
1: What, I'll, t- I'll tell you where. It's, it's not on the shores of the
0: U.S. of A. You think it's going overseas? 100%. Hundred percent. You think it's worth worth it to somebody else in another country?
1: I guarantee it is, because it's still usable. It's functional. It can be updated to a certain point, or you know, what do you call it? Backwards compatible. Mm-hmm. Um, I've I've heard ads in other languages from other countries for technology that's marketed as new mm-hmm. in that country that is three or four years old here. Like three or four generations of phone and things like, like that kind of stuff.
0: I think we're programming ourselves in a lot of ways because the way we buy technology and as it gets more expensive. I think that the car mm. aspect won't be that far removed for the next generation to be like, oh, I'll just lease the car for a couple of years, I'll upgrade to the newest model. And I said this on a previous show too. I don't believe that model years are going to make that much difference on cars in the future. No. I think software versions, you know, so you'll have a Tesla plaid, you'll have, you know, whatever version of software. Yeah, it's an X with whatever software feature set it's it's upward compatible to whatever and that's how you're going to address cars it's not going to be it's a 2023 or something like that
1: what run what runs on windows
0: 2000 (laughs) yeah can i get that your
2: words make me sad
0: (laughs) (laughs) well that's just the way i look at the future i'm sorry well
2: the problem also is that we don't just have cars anymore right yeah cars are technology now yeah and that's you can't separate them. You can't separate the software. You can't, all that stuff. I, oh, I'm going to sell you my Tesla. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry, you didn't buy this package. We're going to pull that from the sale, but you advertised it, and now who's lying? And it, it's a nightmare. Mm-hmm. And that's why we need push-button radios. Push (laughs) (laughs) cars you crank knobs on TVs. (laughs) Hell yeah, (laughs) I agree. (laughs) I
0: love it. All right, so in local news, I'll let Gabe read this one because he's a known Rivian apologist. I am. You know
2: why? I love Rivian. I need a Rivian job. Somebody give me one.
0: And you need some Rivian love on the stock. Yeah,
2: <clears throat> you know what? I'm gonna buy more stock. I think that's we'll what will. I'm gonna do. Because you know what? The lower it goes, the more I want it, Eric. Okay. Dude, it was
1: 13 yeah. bucks last night. Yeah.
0: well, it might be 12. Tomorrow. And by last night,
2: you mean today? <laughs> I mean today. And I was like texting my broker, and he's like, "Oh, I'm sick." <laughs> I get it in the morning, and I'm like, "Son of a!"
0: He's like,
1: "It's 12:52 a.m." Yeah.
2: No, like literally, like I sold a bunch of my Rivian stock around 40 bucks, and so I looked at like the history today. I'm like, "That was 120 shares I sold." And if I spent, I'm sorry. Yeah, it was around 40, but I, I sold like seven grand of it. I'm like, mm-hmm. if I bought seven grand today, I get like 500 shares. Yeah. yeah. Why wouldn't I do but, that? Because it could be worth
0: uh, less tomorrow.
2: Yeah, slightly. <laughs> but the point is, like, they have capitalization. They I have future market sales. capitalization. Yeah. You
0: have to, you have to look at what if, if they can actually produce vehicles, which eludes this
2: next story. What does this tell but us? But they have. But the point, Eric, hang on. Before we get to the story, <laughs> the point is, mm-hmm. and I told Daryl this is. We have an intimate connection with this company here in central Illinois that people around the nation do not have. That's true. That's like, true. We know the people that work there. Um, I have driven a couple thousand miles in a Rivian truck before. Like, I know the product. I like the product. Oh, it's they're a great it's machines. A, yeah, it's a yeah. good product, and it's going to continue to sell. They're a startup company that's trying to compete with – Huge automakers, like of course they're struggling and trying to get off the ground. But anyways, Rivian apologist. Apparently, <laughs> I found my tag.
1: He just paints that brush.
2: <laughs> it's a bold stroke. A- <laughs> You're apologizing for this. You're ap-
1: <laughs> the Bob Ross of offensive yeah. comments. Go ahead. So uh,
2: Rivian is in talks. Uh, they're revisiting their contract with Amazon to allow uh, non-exclusivity on the purchase of EV trucks. Rivian's startup automotive uh, is a large. I'm sorry. Its largest shareholder and customer, Amazon, has reportedly in talks to end their exclusivity part on their electric van deal. According to a report from the Wall Street Journal citing people familiar with the matter, Amazon informed the EV maker it wanted to buy about 10,000 vans this year. The number was at the low, range, low end of the range it previously provided to Rivian. In response, Rivian proposed removing the exclusivity terms, which would allow the company to sell its EV, EDVs, or electric delivery vehicles, to other fleet and retail customers, increasing revenues. So, this is a double edged sword. Amazon is saying, We want more trucks than you could potentially sell, and we might be able to go otherwhere. And Rivian is saying, Well, then we can sell them to other buyers. So everybody has, like, reacted harshly to this news mm-hmm. and, and apologizing over here. That doesn't mean it's bad news. No, I don't think it's necessarily bad.
1: It's, it's everybody. Amazon was one of the earlier people that were – it was Amazon and Ford. Mm-hmm. Those are the two big names you heard banted about when it came to Rivian. Like, oh, they've ordered or they're partners or they've got an, a, a stake mm-hmm. in it. If Amazon – Ford's walked away early mm-hmm. – and coincidentally their lightning came out. Anyways, um Amazon Dead. wants to do Whoops. their thing. That's fine, but if you look at other delivery companies like UPS, DHL, they they're not locked into one particular
0: No, as a matter of fact, Am- Amazon bought a bunch of RAM EVs or they signed a contract for some RAM EVs yeah. earlier in the year. From FCA. Confusing the hell out of this whole contract with Rivian, right? Yeah
1: but that's where they're at though. I, they they need they probably need vehicles and if they're not getting stuff it, Is the issue though with Rivian is it getting production ramped up enough to get into the market. Cuz I keep hearing people say where are they where, are, the they? where are they? That's the million dollar
0: question. Can they make more cars? And so RJ Scringe came out last week and said they're we're going to make $63,000 or 63,000 cars next year they do that that's awesome because they need to do that mm-hmm. they need they, they didn't even clear twenty-five thousand last year and that was their goal total yeah okay and i don't know if that included the amazon delivery vans or not i don't think it did
1: that's all you see by the way anybody driven through yes, and seen? amazon vans all over that's the place. all you see
2: oh the that parking lot full it's yeah. insane yeah, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. and that's
1: cool that's good but i i don't know I'd, I wouldn't read – I'm kind of with Gabe on this one. I, I wouldn't read too much into this. I, I don't think it's horrible news. I think it's just everybody's going to go their Well,
0: own. and I, I think the one thing I didn't pull up in this article, I, Amazon is the number one investor in Rivian, right? As of today. It's like
2: they,
0: 17%. Okay. Yeah. Which is why my Amazon stock has sucked wind over the last year because every oh. time there's a loss on Rivian, I'm getting <laughs> kicked in the shorts. So. Maybe. Just buy some Rivian stock. It's yeah. fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah,
2: yeah, but I, I think they're going to bounce back. I still believe in Rivian. I mm-hmm. think it's an amazing product, and I, you know, they're having growing pains, and that was to be expected. So I'm, uh, I'm willing to triple down, because uh, as we talked about earlier, how's Chipotle doing?
1: Chipotle's doing really good.
2: So
0: what is the? Uh, I mean, what's the average growth rate on Ch- Chipotle?
1: I don't know what the growth rate is. I couldn't tell you that, but I can tell you that their stock is just under guacamole. Just under. What if the stock
2: came out and everybody was crazy about it, and it debuted at like one hundred and ten a share, and then it skyrocketed all the way to one hundred and seventy a share. And then now you could buy it for thirteen fifty. That doesn't mean anything. And you anything. knew the company was the same as the no, day it came out. No, no, because
0: that valuation was asinine. That valuation was higher than Volkswagen and Toyota and General Motors. But it what, made, it made what no puts sense. value
2: in a stock is it what the company is actually worth, the, or is it what
0: people no, perceive? That's perceived, and it's all faith based. And I don't think so. Rivian, it can get back again. Then. No, but here is the problem <laughs> with that: Rivian doesn't have the the cult of personality that Elon Musk is. They don't have the brand awareness that Toyota or General Motors has. They are a new company, and you have to earn the right to have the highest market capitalization on a vehicle. If you're only putting out 25,000 cars, they better be McLarens. And I've heard they're great, and, I, and I've been around them. They look like they're very nice, but they have a lot to prove in order to keep that kind of capitalization.
2: So they need a more flamboyant? and outgoing they do they do crazy figurehead Absolutely. to drive their product through into the future i agree i will apply for that job. i was going to say <laughs> ladies
1: and gentlemen mr gabe casey yeah. is Hey-o. available i can do yeah. it i think all that right. i think you'd be good at
0: it all right speaking of brazen corporate
2: ceos yes. is that time
1: i i think it might be hold on here let me let me double check do we
0: have that theme song still in here we be- do people have been asking is they it sure still did. me oh
2: it's time for your moment of Mind.
0: Oh. <laughs> love it Sorry right. <laughs> I love it I love it love it, love it uh, This is, comes from the street Elon Musk offers another brazen prediction After a photo of the Cybertruck goes viral He says a Cybertruck is very close to production This came out on February 10th after having downplayed the rollout of the Cybertruck, CEO Elon Musk has continued to tweet about it. He's on Twitter. Do you know he's on Twitter?
3: No.
1: I had no seriously, idea.
0: Seriously, Cybertruck sightings and public roads <laughs> have been reported in the last week, and Musk has been popping into the comments on some of these posts on social media. Yeah, still many tweaks to make to make it better. The side mirrors are removable by the owner because that's safe. But we're very close to production change, Tesla CEO Musk said on a February 3rd tweet. In another tweet on February 10th, Musk offered his thoughts on the Cybertruck's impact. It will change the look of the roads, wrote Elon Elon Musk. Musk hasn't committed to a specific timeline for any shipments yet, however. We do expect to start, I don't know, maybe sometime in summer, Musk said. We do not expect production to start, I do not know, maybe sometime this summer. I don't think he talks like that, (laughs) but it sounded fun. On January 26th, conference call, but I always like to try to downplay the start of production because the start of production is always very slow. And that is your moment. Awesome.
1: <laughs> Wonderful. Thank Wonderful. You. It's been a long time. Felt it, has. it felt good. Get back in the saddle? Yeah. Well, I- I'll tell you what. Cybertruck or not, uh what's he what's he really up to these days?
0: I tell you this, he's got the algorithm so jacked on Twitter, I should not see him all the time on Twitter. It's almost remember like MySpace or no, was it MySpace? No uh no. What was the one where the guy was like turned and looked at Tom. you? Tom. Yeah, it was MySpace. Tom, yeah, Tom yeah, from MySpace. Tom and MySpace. He was always there every day. You You'd log into MySpace, there's yeah, Tom. Yeah. I feel like Elon's trying to do that with Twitter.
1: I mean, throw back to two thousand four. Yeah. Sure. The Cybertruck, I think it's time and that's that it's time has come and gone. Don't I, you think that no, window? I don't, I don't think so.
0: You don't think so? No, I think it was I think it's first it's very bold. And I think
1: do you think there's enough Tesla Teslarati out there that also yes. happen to be
0: truck enthusiasts yes, that yes. want to buy a truck? Yes, more so than Rivian, I would think. Irri- mm. Yes, and, and, Agree to disagree. No, and, and <laughs> so the, the take the mirrors off thing you talked about on that, yeah, which seems completely unsafe in, in the realm of real-world driving where we count on reflective material. Mm-hmm. But realistically, cameras are in all the Tesla cars. The, you don't need an outside camera. The new
1: 3s don't even come with them. Yeah. It, well, in the States. Yeah. I think overseas, they, there might be some. Yeah, so do remove it yourself. So,
0: as it, I mean, it's the same thing with Jeeps taking off their doors, stuff like that. You know, oh, hey, we sell the Jeep with the mirrors built on the doors. If you take the doors off, then it's on you to put the mirrors back on it, right? Mm-hmm. What's the difference? Not much.
2: No, but I. Legality? Yeah. <laughs> the
1: shininess, the newness has yeah. worn off. No, I don't think so. The cyber. I, I'm, I'm going to go on record here. I'm going to go on record of saying the cyber trucks is a joke. There's no way that's going to be successful, profitable, interesting, amusing, any of it. Any adjective you want to use. I gotta,
0: I, I, I'll, what would be funny is if there was like a little Daryl Scott like 20 years from now or maybe 50 years from now uh-huh. who who found like a cyber truck from our generation and, and it had been like – Maybe had taken out somebody's house and they would covered maybe like some hoarders at hell barn find car. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's got dust and, on and, it and they and they knew about that car sitting in a warehouse somewhere in Peoria Heights and they like oh man it's one of those cyber trucks and and that car would have such garish looks and such wild lines it would be so counterintuitive to today's vehicles that yeah. at that time yeah it would be very similar to what your Cadillac is to today's population it, it, yeah it would be that
2: Cadillac's <laughs> beautiful don't you talk about that Cadillac it,
1: it, it, it's if you pull it out of its time, sure. Yes. But I, I don't know, man. I, if, <laughs> He's if, not seeing the analogy. If No, I, I do. But also, that, that car is very much a product of its time. It really was. And,
0: and you're right. The Cybertruck is not.
1: The Cybertruck, if you park that next to a Rivian or a, a Lordstown truck or no, whatever. But the, but
2: this is like comparing cars and burgers, huh? Yeah. yeah. yeah right? Terrible. <laughs> the pickles. <laughs> no, but if you t- if you
1: took that Cybertruck and you lined it up with uh, other electric trucks that are on the market.
0: But I don't think, why does an electric truck have to look like? I mean, the Lordstown truck looks like a truck. The, the Ford Lightning looks like a truck. The Rivian, I'll give it credit. It doesn't necessarily look like a traditional truck in some ways. Mm. It's still very close, mm-hmm. but it's different, and and I think that and, and I think a lot of manufacturers maybe are learning this lesson that just slapping electric motors and electric batteries in a, in a steel chassis, you know, a, a, a frame chassis, right. isn't enough to call it an EV. And as a matter of fact, it's not productive in the vehicle. The, the weight ratios, you know, you're you're just basically pushing around more steel, you know, when you could be using like what Tesla does, framing the car off the battery.
1: Yeah, it's a you know, totally different. Approach. Exactly. So
0: I think I think there's a lot going on with the Tesla that's still advanced. I don't think that a Lordstown or even a, an electric Tacoma or something like that those those aren't real EVs. I think the Rivian, I think a Tesla Cybertruck, those will be the real deal going forward. you going go. I, I think everybody's gonna is that, model. Is off that, that, that your
2: take? I Are think, we I, throwing down our takes right now, and we'll revisit in twenty years? I would in revisit. I would, I would
1: revisit that conversation five years. He's a Tesla apologist. <laughs> would you go get three yards
0: of mulch in your Tesla Cybertruck? Yeah, I think. I mean, it, okay. I think the, the one thing I see about it is it's kind of simple in some ways. It's it's sturdy and just simple. There, it it doesn't. It's not covered with a bunch of. I think the Rivian is too fancy in some
2: ways. It is fancy. It it's, is it's, very nice. It's too
0: much like a Subaru owner kind of car. It's just like, you know. No,
2: nicer than a Subaru. But I'm saying it's that it's type. more like of, Mercedes. It, it's that type BMW. of owner
0: who's like, oh, I want to have something a little utilitarian, but I'm not really going to use it that way. I, and I the t- and the Tesla owner is probably the exact same person. I see the look Daryl's giving <laughs> me. I was gonna say what, but I think but I think Elon's making it to actually do truck stuff. I mean, he is he is definitely when he first rolled out, he was positioning against Fords and stuff like that. He was just kind of showing off its its skills and everything. Mm. So yeah. I don't know. I I think there's just a uh, I think there's a better design. There's a better thought process with Tesla going into the truck game.
2: Okay. No, that's that's a fair take. I'm going to throw down mine, so we'll have all of us. Okay, Oh yeah, so let's get it. Let's get a, let's get a I, board I right I think down. it'll be really hot, and it'll be a fad. And I think people will say, this isn't that useful, and it's not that great, and I'd rather have or they'll a change normal the design. EV truck.
0: You know, Nissan, every time Nissan comes out with a radical design, whether it was their, their vans or, uh, I'm trying to think. Um, the x no. Yeah. The
1: Cube. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, uh,
0: they come out with radical stuff, and are like, you know what, this van is too weird for people. We've got to dial it back, you yeah. know. And that may be what Tesla ends up doing. They'll be like, you know what? We really like the Cybertruck, but.
2: Yeah, Elon is the number one in dialing it back. You're right.
0: No, (laughs) he's not. He double down.
2: Yeah, he'll be like, I'm going to make it wedgier. Yeah.
0: Yeah. (laughs)
3: Wedgier.
0: (laughs) Now with more wedges. You thought
2: it looked like a doorstop before. Just you wait.
1: The Tesla wedgie coming (laughs) 2025. Oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. Good stuff. Yeah. Good stuff.
0: All right, so I think that's it for uh, you know. I did have a grinding of the gears, but we don't have to. It's if the show's long. We can pass that save it to cars of the week. Yeah. Okay,
1: yeah. I think it's that uh, that time of the, the everybody's favorite segment. I think I'm going to go on a limb and say yeah,
0: we a, didn't it, we didn't do one last
2: week. Cause, we didn't because Regan won, you didn't do the segments last week.
0: I know because <laughs> like any of them because I, I don't think no. Re, Regan doesn't dream dreams of, of cars in his garage like we do. You he's know, got I cool think stuff. he might he might be whipped. You know what? He's in that car club. He's got the black leather jacket. He's rolling around with his crew. He, did he have cigarettes rolled up his t-shirt last week?
1: <laughs> Some lucky strikes. No, he, might have. Well, he doesn't. He might be you know, better than you us. You know, Regan <laughs> might be too cool
0: for school, but Daryl and I still show cars to each other all the time. As a matter of fact, today he sent me something. I don't even know what the heck that thing was he sent me. Which, and one, the, which and, one? And there was that blue teal Corolla thing. It wanted to be a Corolla in a former life, but it was right-hand drive, and they called it something else. It was like a a Caribe or something? I don't know. Now, there's a chance, you know, if I had all the money in the world, I would buy that car and I'd put it in my garage, or at least put it in the Forts building, just because i got to have it. Sure. That's Cars of the Week. I would buy it if I could. Then you have it. But then my wife would say, no, you're not getting it. And and by the way, if I had $3,000, I probably wouldn't buy that anyway. No. But it's fun to dream. It's fine. And that's Cars of the Week. That's what this
1: segment's all about. Eric went old school. Gabe, you have some old school. Actually, all three of us went old school this week.
2: It's because the future sucks, Daryl. The future does suck. <laughs> that's the name of the episode. i got to wear shades. <laughs> <laughs> the future's so bad, i got to wear shades. <laughs> so
1: I don't have to look it's at it. It's
0: poopy at me. <laughs> that's right. That's
1: right. And none of us, by the way, picked a Cybertruck. So Eric, why don't you kick us off as you normally do oh, with man. your classic British ride.
0: Yeah, this was on the uh, Bring a Trailer and it's a 1959 MGMGA. MGA. It's a cute little roadster with a tan interior. It's uh it's black over tan roadster. It was completed on January completed. I don't you know complete I guess it means it was manufactured in January 13th of 1959. That's very specific. <laughs> Yeah, you do that say. When you, uh, say you classic car guys get down to the day and the hour. No, it's These birthday. Things, yeah. some, some people can. Some people did. <laughs> that would be cool to put the birthday in my calendar. That might be another reason to buy this car, Daryl. Yeah? Yeah. Anyways, for American export market, it's said to have remained in a long-term ownership in Alabama until 2011. A committed relationship. Oh, <laughs> No, no, I'm kidding. No, uh, monogamous? It didn't <laughs> say monogamous. So I don't know. They could have shared No a other bit. cars. <laughs> after it's oddly which, specific <laughs> listing.
2: <laughs> this is getting very sensual. Go yeah, on, yeah.
0: After which it was acquired by the seller as a non running project in August 2015. Subsequent work included rebuilding the 1.5 liter inline four. And the four-speed manual transmission. Man, a four-speed and that little guy would be so much fun mm-hmm. replacing the wiring harness because, you know what? British car, got to do that. <laughs> Refurbished instrumentation and installed leather upholstery. Additional equipment consists of 15-inch wire wheels, which look, I mean, they look really like they should have been there from the get-go and from the factory. I thought i thought that was like the deal, right? Yeah, it should be. It's yeah. a sharp-looking little Additional car. equipment consists of 15-inch wire wheels, chrome knockoffs, chrome front rear bumpers, dual Carburetors That sounds painful For me to work on As a Toyota guy Black soft top Side curtain Stone cover And lap belts It's a MGA Roadster It's offered as it no reserve With parts invoices A toolkit, Repair manuals You know what It's typical Bring a trailer You know that car Is going to be super nice Well right now mm-hmm. With 30 comments And uh, a bunch of bids I'm trying to see how, When this thing ends Because it's actually live and am bringing a trailer right now oh, Okay It's going for $21,000 That's where we're at well, I tell you what. When we started the show five years ago, Daryl Scott, I think that car was twelve thousand dollars.
1: Probably,
2: yeah. Probably Boy, them times are a changing. They
0: are a changing.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's a
0: great voice. I actually, just so- I'm sorry. It just sold. It. Uh, nope. I was wrong. It sold last year for $21,000. So. Wait, wait, oh.
2: wait, wait. sold last year? It did. I. Yeah, I so, so we're supposed to pick cars that are actually no. for sale that we can buy. Oh, okay. That was the rule they told me the I first f- time I, f- I was f- on I their fell show. In
0: love with it. I fell in love with it and <clears throat> realized it already got away. Uh, my bad.
2: That's okay. I tell you. Okay. I, I screwed up. Sometimes. I thought, I thought it was for sale. <laughs> well,
0: and so, yeah, I just didn't read. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> yeah. That makes it better. I love it. <laughs> I mean,
1: the truth at last. No, it's fine. <laughs> I've done that too with Bring a Trailer, where I look something up.
0: when it shows the listing, you know. And so, I mean, eBay doesn't show me listings for stuff from a week ago. I but. have some suggestions for their user interface at Bring a Trailer.
1: Well, you could have been a writer for them. Like, I could, well, I, I, should, I should, I, I could have been a contender in a lot of different ways. <laughs> he could have
3: been a contender. I, I could chose have been somebody. I chose not to. <laughs> I've
1: chosen poorly. Um, <laughs> Okay, so from British motor heritage to something around the same vintage, but much larger, I'm picking an American car this time. Uh, For some reason, uh, some friends of mine and just out of, I don't know, I guess fate, the stars of a line, I'm looking at a lot of Thunderbirds lately in my feeds, and I don't know
0: why. That is kind of weird. I've seen a bunch of them, too.
1: Yeah, they're nice cars. I always like the T-Birds. There's a couple years I probably wouldn't sear towards but the ones that i love the most style wise are the 61s twos and threes and they are the kind of i think they call them big birds but they're <laughs> it sounds funny yeah. but uh they're just the biggest i think the thunderbirds ever got they're, they're beautiful design uh and i could geek out and tell you even more about their design and their you know that era but there is one that came up for sale. It's a 1962 Ford Thunderbird M Code 390 car, which is kind of a kind of a hot motor uh, that they put in those things. And it is in. Hold on, we pull this up. Plainfield, Indiana. So not oh. too far, um, right off of uh, Interstate 40. And this is a uh, non-running as-is project, and the. You guys seen stuff for sale where it's, like, in a storage unit? and Yes. Like, I
2: was just going to ask that. Is that in a shipping is crate? That on, is that on a trailer? Or what is it?
0: I think
1: it's – I think Gabe nailed it. I think it's in a shipping container. And it's, it's lovely because you can't see any of the sides or any of the profile pictures because yeah. – they can't it's, first of all it doesn't run it's shoved into some horrible storage situation and they can't even be bothered to drag it out with a tractor and, and it's take like
0: pictures. the fact the flywheel is sitting like right next to the front <laughs> Yeah. 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 <laughs> you might need that Get a little rust on her <laughs> uh, it's it's
1: a fortunate car it, it's a really pretty silver with a light blue interior it, they had really nice color combinations there was a, a white with like a turquoise interior and beautiful like a copper gold colors there the color palettes back there were gorgeous. It says been in dry storage most of its life, and I do believe that because the uh, dust <laughs> the dust looks like it. Um, I would love something like this, especially if you had a big 390, a big FE block motor. That would uh, it'd be a good cruiser, a good highway car if it was done up. And uh, ten grand though, a little steep. So steep.
0: I'm looking at this picture, and, mm-hmm. of course, you, you seem to like old cars with bad paint damage. So, yes, yeah, so uh, that's, uh, yeah. that's my go-to. But, it's but, my uh, toxic trait. <laughs> but uh, bet- where the fender meets the hood, yeah, is that a chrome strip that goes from the, the mirror all the way down to the front bumper? It sure
1: does. Stainless,
0: yeah. Holy smokes, man. Yeah,
1: and it's about, you know, seven feet long. <laughs> and the fun part, if you ever had to get those bumpers re you yeah. really want some nice straight bumpers and this thing's all dinged up
0: so yeah this... i thought that i didn't know if that was like a, a a bad picture or what that was no
1: i think she's been dinged as we call them grandpa dents or whiskey dents, mm. uh especially the old cars my 64 chevy was like that one of the quarters was all dinged up it was like yeah the guy so the story i got when i bought the car was uh the old guy was backing out of the garage that owned it and he hit a tree and his family took his keys away from him and sold the car and i'm like i believe that I completely That tracks back. And
0: then you search the bin And find out it was a, Like a horrible homicide Or something like that <laughs> It was in a shootout That was a That was a head hit <laughs> It's exactly. a police chase <laughs> Oh I found hair in it now.
1: <laughs> That's my pick If I had 10 grand I probably would try to Bargain down to About 5 grand And then spend 10 <laughs> to 20 grand Restoring the car
0: what,
2: oh. what do we always Tell each other Daryl
1: Find the deal It's all about the deal No what
2: you have projects at home. <laughs> yeah. Whoa, <laughs> whoa. No, it's true. We, he we. Who can, I mean, come no. On. We tell that to each other regularly. That's why I'm saying it. Like, we keep we're each like, other. Oh, in. this is cool. Like it just needs a little work. It just needs that. Oh, I've got projects at home, or you've got projects. <laughs> at
1: home. Yeah. I want a Mustang. You have Mustang at home. Yeah. <laughs> Mom, I want. <laughs> I want a sandwich. We have a good sandwich at home. Uh, anyways, uh, Gabe, you also, you also went old school, and I'm proud of all three of us. By the way, that mm. we pick something like kind of outside our comfort zone. Yeah. Older. I like that.
2: Yeah. No, I mean, I've been eyeing these for a while, and I think I maybe got the year wrong. I think it's maybe a 1948, but it's either a 48 or a 49 Dodge Power Wagon. There it is. And There's it is as local as you can get. Oh, I will I will cruise awesome. about 10 minutes from Eric's house and go buy this thing right now. It's in Pekin, Illinois. For real? Yeah.
0: Wow. They for, real? Buy- for reals? Yeah, yep.
2: for reals. They want $38,000. And that's... that is why it's my car of the week and not something I'm actually seriously considering.
0: I mean, the tires are probably worth two grand alone. There
2: you go. So it's Those most are original. Monsters. <laughs> it's got uh, added disc brakes with power steering, tires, and rims. The PTO winch and the 4x4. Four four. But nice. other than that, it's just a good-looking power wagon. I mean, it's it looks like it's got a little bit of a lift, but that just must be how they run. Dude,
0: that winch looks like it go about a quarter mile. Oh,
2: yeah. Beautiful, <laughs> yeah. beautiful old patinaed a little bit. Green paint on it. Side tire on the on the back. Yeah. Uh, the grill guard. Side
0: boob. I mean, tire, yeah. I like yeah.
2: it. I, I love it all. It's g- split split window in the front. Yeah, so the yep. split window, is that yeah.
0: more desirable, you think, in these? Or?
2: I have no idea, but I okay. like it.
1: Yeah. I know they didn't change the cab on these. Like the the design on here, I don't think changed for quite a good long time. And I, uh, my buddy John Martin is a huge. He's got like seven of these things.
0: Um, I'd like to. And he lives in Peacons. He's got a gun (laughs) turret on one of his. uh, Yes, he does. But
1: that was a legit like army truck. But I know that they share a lot of the same components, and they ran those things. I think up until. I want to say like the early 60s kind of looking like this. But they are so utilitarian. They're just mm. beasts. I doubt it would probably do more than 50 on the open road. Yeah. But something like that, you don't need that. That's what would, you, what would you do if you had something like this? But
2: that's the thing. Anything I buy that's like this anymore, I don't want to do 50. Like even yeah. my old motorcycles and stuff like that, I want to cruise around town. Nice? I want to go to a car show. Like I don't, I don't need to go places with a lot of my vehicles. So
0: when you and I met Daryl over at the David Davis Mansion mm-hmm. that day, and uh, I was driving the '60, you were driving '61. Yep. And I remember I was doing like 55 on the interstate. I'm like, this is great. I had the windows down.
1: Yeah.
0: I could barely hear the music, but the wind is just blowing. I'm like, I could deal with this. People pass me by, looking at the car, I'm like yeah. you know, they, they're digging it. But mm-hmm. I didn't have to have speed. Now, when you're driving the Supra, you know, actually. I passed a guy the other day on the Supra. He, a guy was in a yellow Supra leaving Morton. He did the speed limit all the way to Peekin. To Pekin. Uh, I don't know how the hell he did it. I'm in my four. <laughs> I, I, I set the speed limit on the former because I don't want to go over 2,000 RPM to you try to get the-, the best fuel economy. <laughs> this guy drove his Supra all the way at 70 miles an hour. I'm like, that's impossible. You Restraint. know what that
2: Supra wants to do? 100. 120. Yeah. <laughs> that's, its, that's, that's its peaceful I don't, place. <laughs> I don't think he loved that
0: car enough, is what that boiled down He uh-huh.
2: He bought that right after me, right? It's no, the, it's a, uh, it was a yellow one,
0: and yeah. uh, it's in Morton. Yeah. yeah. Not Groveland? Uh, no, because I, I, the okay. Groveland one I think we sold. Okay. Uh, but I, I'm trying to remember the plate because I looked at the plate and I didn't recognize who it mm. was. And you might know the car is. Anyway,
2: no, probably cool. not. Sorry, no, I, didn't
0: mean, the, I didn't mean to abscond. Uh, no, it's all good
2: because week. he just reminded me I still want another new Super because <laughs> I really miss mine. Yeah.
0: It's one of those things that you just, oh, yeah, it turns out I, I still need to get one of those. Yeah. So, this is a big truck. What's the length of this versus, like, uh, do, you, do you have any idea what the length is? No, I
2: have no idea, but it doesn't look bad. It looks doable. Uh,
0: how long do you think these are, Doug? Probably, like, I'd say 18 feet. Yeah. Something okay. like that, 18, 19 feet. I'm just wondering, like, if you were to park this in your driveway in Morton, Illinois. Like,
2: park everything in my driveway. I can't fit anything it go in my all garage. The way, would it go all the way to <laughs> the sidewalk? No. No, no I fit two cars. <laughs> so...
1: You just have to put a little you know, sheet pan underneath okay. it to catch all the differential fluid, everything that would leak out of it. Nah, that goes These- right on the drive.
0: It's <laughs> 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 seen worse. I'm
2: calling the association. That's right.
1: Now this is a cool rig, and uh, you know... I, I hope you get it. If you need thirty eight grand,
2: no, I'm not, I'm not getting it. No, it's a car of the week.
0: If you hawked everything,
2: I almost picked something that like I wanted to buy, and then I was like, that's not cars of the week. Cars of the weeks is if I could buy it. Yes. it's not what I actually. Yeah, and want I'm gonna try. To
0: I'm gonna try and be better. That's gonna be like my, it's hard. My 2023. Uh, yeah, aim higher. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> like Daryl I picked mean, I would a never, resto project. I'd never pick him a cl- Yeah, he picks uh, pick the dated hood, the yeah, bumpers are ruined. you could pick ruined. a nice one of those yeah, But like,
2: yeah. we are just like we're too honest with ourselves nowadays.
1: I guess. <laughs> I try to I try to be
2: <laughs> Like this is unrealistic.
1: Well, a the problem the
0: <laughs> problem is when Daryl picks a car of the week, it's actually a possibility half the time like he might drive over and get it. He, a, he already knew the town it was in. I'll give you a ride.
1: It's an undrivable dream. As well. I owe you a trip. <laughs> <laughs> Do you? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well. Hammer
0: we we'll
1: <sighs> You never know. We never. We might have some stuff planned in a couple months or yeah,
2: so. Yeah, I might see in Wisconsin. So, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, We're
0: well, this crazy. has been totally fun. I, I thank you again, Mr. Gate. No, thank for you for the invite the back. I yeah. appreciate it. It was fun. Yeah, no, always fun. Always a pleasure. I don't know if we solved the catalytic converter crisis in the United yeah. States. Nah, we will solve that I, tomorrow. But. I think people now understand what's going on. And that's that's... our job. Not only entertain, but to inform. I
1: I agree. (laughs) Thank you for listening, as always. Info at throwandwrenches.com. And even if you leave some comments for Gabe, we'll make sure we loop him in because... Uh, Gabe is now what? You're like a sixth or seventh time. Oh. I think oh. you surpassed
0: Regan.
2: I don't know how you count it. Because we did shows and I've been guests. I'm looking I'm, yeah. for And now al- I just kind of float around like one of those eye boogers. The Alibaba, <laughs> the Alibaba
0: <laughs> velvet jackets are coming.
1: We're right? going to have to order those yeah. and some more soap.
2: Yeah, I just want stock. That's all I want. Oh, my gosh.
1: <laughs> all right. Well, um, until next time, I'm Daryl Scott. This is
2: Eric Stahl. And I'm Gabe Casey. See ya. That
3: timed out perfect. Perfect. Beautiful. Oh, Look at you with
1: ears your music. You're
3: sweating.